You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Rambling Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I don't have any AKAs. I will throw it to my friend Candice and let her bring it on in. Hey, everybody. It's Candice. You can find me on all social media at Not So Newlywed PC. We have a special guest with us, a fan a, favorite. If a return you Yes, a no return guest. Um, Brooke is here, and you know her from Twitter as at the Brooke Ash. If you're not following her, you really are missing out. Um, <laughs> or you a hater, either either one. <laughs> if you a hater, leave her alone. Yes, please but leave her alone. If you are looking for somebody who can stir to the pot without being malicious and can get the timeline going then you should be following brooke um she watches the she watches the shows and not just the ones we watch she watches um you know like real housewives of new jersey and so on and so forth so hey brooke welcome back we're glad to have you back hey guys um i'm just so happy to be here thank you guys for having me again i'm i'm really excited you know i'm ready y'all know i'm ready (laughs) yeah because you've been carrying on in the pregame here yeah <laughs> already on some goddamn trash but you know what that's fine because i mean if you love trash i mean why not listen to ratchet rambling so good to hear look everybody absolutely oh and before we like start um y'all know that i started my youtube channel so if you guys want to hear me rant and rave about all things real housewives head on over to brooke ashley and um pop some champagne have some tequila and just we can just go to town and we'll just, you know, just rant and rave about all of our faves. Indeed. <laughs> link, link will be in the bio for the episode. Yep. Yep. Link will be in the show notes before we get started. Uh, I don't need, uh, it's hard to even say it. Um, but if you follow on the Ratchet Ramblings page, if you follow either Jeremy or I, um, you know that our great friend and the co-founder of the network, um, the host of Gay Side Stories, creator of Pods by QPOC, which is Pods by Queer People of Color. Um, Curtis passed away Thursday um, after giving a hell of a fight um, for his life. But as we know, sometimes our destinies get fulfilled before we are ready for them to, and you get called home. Um, Curtis was very polarizing. Like if, if you listen to this show regularly, you know without a shadow of a doubt that Curtis had sensational comedic timing. Yes. Amazing humor. Um, and cr- sharp ass wit, sharper than I ever seen anybody wit. have. 
and and then on the flip side where you if you've ever listened to gay side stories um you know that that show is a labor of love for the community because he was openly and proudly gay um and black and he wanted to always provide a safe space for people that look like him in the community to be able to come and discuss issues and topics and news within the community. Um, this is like a, a huge loss, you know, uh, <clears throat> having, like even saying it out loud, it's just, it's pretty, it's devastating. But what I do know is that Curtis dedicated a lot of his time and energy to Flawless Noises, to helping us with our podcast that he was not a part of, um, his efforts with Ratchet Ramblings. Curtis was the it factor for Ratchet Ramblings. Jeremy and I did good on our own, but when Curtis came on as the as the final co-host, it just took the it took the <laughs> show to a completely different level. Listen, um, let me tell you something. We carried on after Curtis came on full time because he was yeah, just guesting when he felt felt like it. But once he decided, you know what? I'm going to carry on with my friends full time. We went from good to absolute trash in the most amazing way. Absolutely. Um, and for that reason alone, it just makes sense to keep the show going. Cause that's what yeah. he would want. You want the show to go on. Um, and these shows was ridiculous this week. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> they played um, in my goddamn face. You ragged as some bitches. But anyway, continue, Candace. Uh yeah, absolutely. Um, and before we get started, before we jump into it, a new episode of Ratchet Reloaded is on the Patreon if you aren't subscribed to it. And if it was even possible for me to be more trash than I am, I made a comment that Jonathan's nephew would have to get some Lieutenant Dan legs. Um, Jesus, yeah, you, Jesus, you know Candace. what, a friend, when you said Jesus. that, I almost hung up the call. I ain't gonna because, say Because, listen, we, right now on Ratchet Reloaded, Jeremy and I are covering both love and hip-hop franchises, Miami and New York. Yeah. And the, the, the fact that this grown-ass man has had $100,000 over several times and was like, fuck them kids and fuck his legs, <laughs> I was just like, wow. Wow. You hate to see wow. it. I mean, his—I mean, his nephew hate to feel it, but you know. I was like, it. wow. Like, because if I had a hundred thousand dollars and my nephew needed surgery, I'm gonna make sure he get the damn surgery. Right. Well, well, you know, Jonathan is a scammer, but we—we'll say that oh. for another day. Well, um, but I don't echo. <laughs> yes, yeah, so definitely subscribe to the Patreon. Um, I echo Candace's thoughts and sentiments for our friend. Um. It's never um, easy to see someone that you love pass. Um, for me, this is the first friend that I've had pass. Um, like I've had, you know, family and, you know, some I ain't even fuck with, but, you know, I've had family and, you know, acquaintances pass, but like a close personal friend, this is the first one that I've had pass. So it um, it hit different. Um, it definitely hit different, but I've, in honor of my nigga, um, in honor of um, his brilliance, his legacy, I told Brooke and Candace um, in pregame, I feel like it would only be right if I was absolute motherfucking trash on this show. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. Um, I have and speaking. going to do that anyway. Well, that's true. But I, I ramped it up a little bit. Um, can't, uh, um, Curtis and Bree love Jameson. Um, that was 
you know, on top of the many, many, many bonds that they have, Jameson was one thing that also brought them together. So I got some Jameson here in my cup. I don't even drink no goddamn <laughs> Jameson, but I'm drinking it for Curtis. So I'm finna yeah, be on some was, shit. Was, yeah, Jameson is uh, Curtis' godson. Um, it, it, as you know, it is an honor for somebody to ask you to be a godparent to their children. Um, mm-hmm. Because should something happen to you, Typically, godparents step in and they raise your children and make sure that they are happy, healthy, and have what they need to succeed in life. So it was not a title that Curtis took lightly. Um, He was just a great person. And this episode of Ratchet Ramblings will be dedicated to Curtis. Um, So it's fitting that Brooke is here because Curtis felt like Brooke was probably the creme de la creme of guests. On Ratchet Ramblings, um, you know, we plan to do a tribute episode to Curtis through the network with the host and um, one of our other favorite guests of the show, one of his really dear friends, Nikki, who I don't even like the word friend because I feel like at this point, Curtis was our family. Right. Uh, And so is Nikki. Yeah, so is Nikki. I love Nikki. I've been keeping in contact with her. Um, So this episode is dedicated to you, Curtis. We hope that um you are at peace we hope that you will enjoy this dragon that we about to put on these folks on these shows because bitch and and with that said we gonna head over to miami for jocelyn's miami cabaret yes jocelyn (laughs) jocelyn what is this video in this song child what? Listen, you up here looking like a reject storm, and I'm just confused. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to understand the wardrobe choices because she is on the beach in what could look like a doily at the top, a bikini bottom, a duster, and a beaded headband, and a really long, cheap blonde wig. It was and like, like a SpongeBob went some, to the strip club. And some church <laughs> Like, and this is the thing, the whole time she has on the outfit, the first thing I said to myself is, damn, Jocelyn looked mad boxy. And we know that yes. yes. she's, she had, she's had enough surgery to where it's something under there, you know, but she looks super boxy. I was like, where did yeah. her shape go? And why Very buff. Yeah. I'm like, why Very they buff. style her like She looked like buff. So you're saying she looked like buff Barbie? Yeah, she looks like buff Barbie. <laughs> because and this was my first time watching cabaret i was about to say because you have refused to watch the show I so you know this is for curtis because you watched um, it this, yeah this is for curtis because i said i will pick up where he left off i will do my absolute best to push the network forward and as i was watching this i was like damn she is pretty unattractive facially yeah like she because because the camera was like close up in her face several times. And I was like, her face, and Brooke said it in the pregame, her face is hard. Yeah. It's a Jocelyn, hard Hernandez, Jocelyn Hernandez definitely looks like Steven Seagal in the face, and y'all can't convince me otherwise. She, yeah. she, has, a, she has some very uh, strong facial features. And I won't even say masculine because sometimes, no, men, have, sometimes men have softer features than, but like, I, I feel like I know men whose faces are softer than hers. She's like a rough she, customer. She's a rough yes. customer, just glammed out. <laughs> yeah, and even yeah. then, I was just like, for as much as she talked, 
her wigs and her makeup on the show are not that girl at all. Especially for someone who has producer and writer credits on the show, you would think she would do better. But I mean, it is Jocelyn, so what can you really expect? But still, but she's having money problems, though. Yes, yeah, she is. Well, she's I mean, her, her, having, oh, she, she shouldn't have money problems. Her pimp got her on, got three goddamn different shows. She got, she getting so, three incomes, girl. But we TV doesn't pay that. You know, I mean, these places, Zeus isn't paying that much. You know, I, I no. just, you know what? That's fair. You know, Zeus what I'm isn't paying that much, and that's why um, the shows that we see on Zeus try so hard to get picked up by We TV. Yeah. Yes, because Zeus is kind of one of those independent new stations they don't really have the juice yet and so they primarily depend on you know people like us who like trash to come watch these Mm -hmm. shows because um i don't like just watching jocelyn's cabaret it would never get picked up by vh1 no, it looks thrown not. together. They, to first of all, honest. they show too much like actual ass and titties and pussy for them to ever be picked up by VH1. Well, I yes. mean, you know, they could always cover that up, but it's just the quality of the show. I expected so much more for it to be three episodes in and for her to have as much mouth as she does. But it was a very slow 43 minutes, and it wasn't 43 minutes completely because they took like the last 11 minutes of that 43 minutes to show the video and the preview for the next episode. So we Which really got maybe we really got maybe 34 minutes of nothing. Yeah. This was her a, time a, has gone though, you know, like her 15 gone. minutes is up. Yeah. This was the this was a build up episode because I we ne- the next episode is finally going to get to the point where she drag um like where literally where she show her true colors because yeah, when she literally dragged them uh the mother two girls who, uh, which, Chastity, by the way, Chastity, Chastity and Daisy. Yes, which I'm looking forward to because Chastity and Daisy, they definitely are two of them girls that think they beautiful and better than everybody just because they light skin. And the mm. crazy part is, and this is no harm, this is no shade because I'm always here for sex workers and getting their bag. Correct. But y'all on the same pole as Jay and Lucky. Right, and yet you looking down on them, and just because they they situation is slightly different from y'all's and i have to agree you know i mean this is a trash show you know we you're not expecting like actual like you know real life shit to go on in a situation or atmosphere like this but it begs repeating what sapphire said in the very first goddamn episode the woman that got all them goddamn twos looking like a motherfucking uh google map and shit but it's definitely because real colorism because honestly y'all all are in the same situation Chastity and Daisy, they kind of lighter skin, fairer skin, and they think they're better than everybody, and it shows. Like, you judging Lucky. I I can be honest. Chastity and Daisy are stunning. Yes. And they have the the bodies to match and everything. Yes. Um, But again, you should... Y'all all all doing sex work. You all trying to be... You trying to be in the same cabaret as the girls who may not have the best bodies, or they, they may not be as pretty as you. I mean, what do you want us to do? Y'all all up for y'all trying to get the same bag. So I mean, right. give it a rest. Y'all all are um, sex workers. It'd be like like <laughs> I'm finna be real trash, but fuck it. Like it'll be like if you saw a sex worker on Twitter judging the next sex worker because like they didn't have a filter in their Abby on Twitter. Like, bitch, what are you talking about? Like y'all doing the same thing. I mean, they do that already, so you ain't really they, oh, they, they do sure do. Because 
Um, well, you know, I won't be on for the uh, at the so. the super for Super Bowl weekend. Escorts was say, was talking down on strippers. So uh, we already crossed Wait, that bridge. Was? Yeah, they was because the um, QC stripper bowl was terrible and trash. And so escorts was getting on there talking about we could finally have a conversation at escort and it's better than stripping. And I was just like. Yeah, I mean, it's still sex work, which I mean, I, I've never money, done but... any of it, so I don't know the, the true risk associated with it. But I imagine um, a lot goes into be, being an escort, it, just like it goes into being a stripper and having to deal with trash ass men. So, you know, you it was it was stupid. I will. <laughs> uh, Jocelyn and Ballistic always calling them girls raggy ass bitches really has me screaming because. <laughs> What I would I would like to know what that cabaret bag looked like for you to deal with somebody disrespecting you like that all the time because I'm I'm not when you, here for it. When you have fifty cents, five dollars looks good, and those girls need every dime. Bro. Yeah, they yeah. do. Look at them. They, they need do. it. They need it. They definitely need it. I mean, you the one girl good. is twenty one. Dating a 53-year-old. I was going to bring that up, friend. Thank you for the segue because I didn't bring it up last week. But Lucky is 21 with a 51-year-old, quote-unquote, special nigga. And (laughs) the fact that she... uh, Right, her pimp. And this is what people mean when like they say men be predatory as fuck because nigga you are 50 goddamn one she is 21 you are definitely her pimp we not even finna see him mince words or act like you not and the fact that because this um they had this thought last episode but i didn't bring it up so i felt i would be remiss if i didn't bring it up this episode like the fact that you um i forget the nigga name it ain't important but the fact that he is putting all the baggage on her to ask answer the questions like you know, he said, like, you know. When, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember when, that. He was like, so when people ask you why you 21 with a 51-year-old man, are you prepared to answer those questions? She shouldn't have to because you shouldn't be with her. What is wrong with y'all? Like, what? Is, that is disgusting. First of all, that makes me sad because um, it, me, it just is a, it shows a lack of guidance and support from family. Right. Yeah. And look, he even said that though. Hood, they got like a similar story. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, that's pretty gross. And he looks fifty-one. Yeah, like he definitely. It ain't even like like, he's a. It ain't like he's a Rick Fox or no shit like that. He looked like an old. He looked like a nasty old man. Candace, you know what he looked like? Like he looked like Colin Powell's younger brother. <laughs> Tell me he don't look like Colin Powell, cause you know Colin Powell been every type of trash ass nigga in every black cinema ever. Tell me he don't look like Colin. Powell. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely. Oh, you evil Knievel like, ass nigga. He remind me of like an evil, the evil dark skin person in Tyler Perry movies. Mm-hmm. Like he like if they type like of if they can't get Colin not... Powell cause his budget is too too much, they call this nigga. Yeah, like it's it, it's a lot. That's pretty disgusting. And yeah, I so just want to say. Ballistic helping Jocelyn work out in flip flops is. <laughs> I mean, when you do child, when you childish, you do childish things. 
and, and also, also that nigga is definitely a pimp. Every time the, she bring up the conversation on them motherfucking getting married, this motherfucker talking about we gonna get married in space. This nigga said he wanna go get married in outer space. Just say you don't wanna marry this goddamn girl. No, say this is I your pick. this is your, this is your trick. You help him. He told y'all her he no was like, I'm marriage. not getting married unless we could get married in space. Nigga, can you even spell space? The fuck do you talking about? <laughs> nigga, you don't work for NASA. You can't get talking about I'm always. And you into know, you know would let me know that you know that would let me know that Jocelyn might be on the spectrum is the fact that she's entertaining the conversation, like, well, how Bonnie Bella gonna get to space? She not because you don't have custody of her. Bitch, you don't this ain't oh, I turbo. Forgot you ain't about got a rocket. That. Yeah, Jocelyn does not have custody of Bonnie Bella. Yes, yeah, Oh do, my right? gosh. And not not and they don't have joint custody. He has full custodial uh parental whatever to that little girl. Parental rights. Yeah, parental Oh rights. my god. So talking about how Bonnie Bella gonna come to the wedding space, first of all, you ain't going to no wedding space, but she damn sure ain't going because you damn sure don't have custody of her. So that's right. just that. You don't have custody. The only thing you are uh is a babysitter to ballistics already existing kids before he got with you. And if it's bad that I like Ballistic, I think that he is so cute. <laughs> I like Ballistic so a hell of a lot more than I like Jocelyn. I like Ballistic, and I'll t- I like Ballistic because of Marriage Boot Camp. Yeah, um, same here. Which we can same go ahead here. and segue So, to. yeah, because, um, I mean, well, let me just say, if I never see that song and video again in my life, I will be happy. It is trash. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing that I expected from Jocelyn, but I really would like her to go somewhere and center herself because she is on the tail end of her 15 minutes mm-hmm. truly on the tail end um because she's a non-factor she now that we are here she blends in she doesn't stand out anymore her best no. her best time was when she was with stevie J and she was always punking mimi that's yep it. that's it everything else she is she's merely a blah on the radar. So moving on over to marriage boot camp. As Brooke said, I do like ballistic because he don't take Jocelyn shit. He doesn't. He does not take her shit. He is not going to allow her to pressure him into marrying her, especially um with all that baggage she has. She has a lot of baggage. I think he's so sexy. I don't know why, but he just does it for me. <laughs> He no, he's he's very attractive, and seeing he the way is. that he, the seeing the way that he handles Jocelyn without disrespecting and berating yes. and abusing her, yeah, that that is something that I like about him. But at the same time, I just wish he would have gotten with somebody who could appreciate him, because the fact that he makes it a priority to take care of her and Bonnie Bella when she had custody of her and never thought twice about it, even though she is an insufferable, disrespectful little huzzy. It just says a lot about him. It does. And her with them crocodile tears, nobody has ever committed to her, not her mama, not her daddy, blah, blah, blah. Y'all, listen, y'all are too fucking old to be living life with all our damn baggage. Therapy. She needs some serious therapy. Yes. And not, not marriage boot camp therapy. Like, Back in the day when Dr. Drew and that lady was on VH1 doing therapy, like real super duper therapy, because she is so damaged. 
she is. And so is Michelle A. Oh, we can we can just hop right in. I've never seen somebody chase a man down just to get the man she wanted and become an insecure dingbat. She is an insecure dingbat. Like, what is, the, what is your purpose? It's painful to watch. It's very painful to, like, watch her. Um, when they were, um, when she sat her behind there and said, Stu thinks Jocelyn is the prettiest thing ever, and he never, ever said anything about Jocelyn's looks. I was like, what? She needs help. That is a, da- no, that is a damaged woman. That is a damage with, doc- oh. well, she was with Dr. Dre, right? And Suge Knight. Yes, yes. And they and both abused by both her. Yeah, yes, and they both yes, abused they her. I just what? I like I was like maybe he had mentioned it before, and as soon as I thought that, and they cut to the confessional, he's like, "I've never ever brought up Jocelyn's looks, not to her, not to anybody in the house." Because one, if if she's sick, because if she thinks Jocelyn the prettiest thing in the world, it's some shit going on in her head. Like it's it's definitely um, a mindful that needs to be <laughs> sorted out. Like imagine and, imagine saying that somebody that looked like on a source of nigga is the prettiest person in the world. I know you fucking lying. And she and to say that she feels like there's a lack of intimacy due to him wanting someone younger. We discussed this last week. I, I'm not gonna keep trying to have sex with you if you just gonna keep making it an issue. Like, it's hard like, to have intimacy with somebody that's always thinking the worst. Like, who wants to bust a nut when thinking of negative shit? I know I don't. Nobody does. Nobody. Nobody. If you, like, I understand you've been through some shit, but you old enough that where you need to iron that out. Because that she man... Needs some, yeah. She needs some therapy. Listen, talk space is available. Promo code READ. Because she was like this. Um, did, if y'all watched, I think she was on R&B Divas. Yep. She was, yes. She also had these same exact issues with, with whoever she was seeing, or she was like trying to get a boyfriend. Like she is really messed up in the head, and I'm like, you've got to stop this. She has that baby voice, which drives me absolutely crazy. Oh, it drives God. me nuts. I have to like mute the TV. I have to mute the, the TV. Didn't I say that? Le- oh, didn't I say that last week, Jeremy? That I have. Yes, I watched it with closed caption on. She every definitely sounds like terrible. Because her voice. So... Like I don't understand. Like, how do you sing with such fervor and so beautifully? Exactly. Then you talk like somebody First stepped of on all, your toes. Not on any reality show she's on, they need to put in her contract that she has to sing all her all her uh, yes. interactions. Like, bring me something in my heart. Don't bring me something in my voice. It, it's, it's a lot. She's insecure and that voice is um, insufferable. And still said it like she's. Yes. Oh my God. It's like nails on the chalkboard. I do you want like friend. Like you know, like when you you know like when you go around the corner too fast and you fuck fuck around and stub your goddamn toe. <laughs> That's what she sounds like. Like a high pitched wheel or somebody no, stubbing their damn toe. She sounds like she sounds like a cat screeching to me. Seriously. Yeah. You've ever heard a cat yeah. screeching like if you stepped on his paw or something or yeah or step on the steel. Yeah, that's what she sounds like to me. And I just, you still got to love you because, girl, who going to listen to your voice every day? Like, could you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) 
I could no, I could not imagine. Could you imagine no, him trying to, could, no. trying to be sexy with a student? No. He'd be just looking like girl if you no. shut the fuck up. No, we can't what? imagine because there's no way in hell. <laughs> she doesn't even have like sex appeal, and like she's she's not a mm. bad looking woman no, at she's all. Not a ba- but she's so insecure. It just yeah. she no she like, really I, is. I I agree with Brooke. I don't think she has natural sex appeal, and that's fine because not doesn't. everybody does. I think she's voice. cute, and that's it. She's yes. cute. She's cute. Yes. Um. Also, I think another thing is I need to see her in a different hairstyle. Whatever that wig I, is, that goddamn I Anita, don't like Anita it. Baker Terrible. ass, Anita Baker concert ass swoop is not for her. I don't like no. that wig. No, I don't no. like that wig. Whatever that is, I don't like it. She up here and looking like she on the tongue on the cruise. It's really hard to see sex appeal in somebody when they're poorly styled. Yes, it's true. It's very true. It is. It, it's hard to be sexy when somebody doesn't know what works for them. Yeah, she and definitely. She got that like every Sunday, every Sunday morning. Me and my man go to pick. She a got a. Style. It's a church wig, and like it even, is a I church even, wig. I can't even recall what her shape is like because she's never styled. No nope. good way. Like I don't know if she frumpy. I don't know if it's some curves under there. I don't know nothing because between her voice and her wig. And her insecurities, I kind of just like tuning her out. She has she a looks nice. Like Keisha Campbell. Yeah. She built like yeah. Keisha Campbell. Which is yeah, boxy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like if you like if you stacked a bunch of Legos on top of each other, it would be Michelet. Yes. Yes. But you know who you know who Legos not all in the box. Bianca. Bianca. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> She's elevator is not going all the way up to the top. Let she me tell you. She is definitely delayed. How 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 much time does it take you to call somebody six hundred times back to back? She Girl. is she is a special customer. I tell you what, but I mean she she fought over a white man, so we know she wasn't wrapped up too tight. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> she so first things first. She's too young to not understand how social media works because, like, girl, you I know when people be like, "You too old to act like that." But when it comes to the social media era, we can say that a lot of is she's too young not to know better how social media works and how once people feel like they have access to you or can get under your skin on social media, they will always pick and push and prod at you. So they sure will. (laughs) If women realize that you are the type who always want to fight over a man, always you let any little thing people say to you upset you, you believe everything that you that somebody says to you, um, they are going to constantly do it. And there's plenty of evidence of that because you've been you. doing it on Love and Hip Hop for 84 goddamn years. Absolutely. I know. Getting paid like, that's $5 the sad thing about episode. it. Like, I ha- like, we haven't seen Bianca on Love and Hip Hop since what? In season about six. what three? What it was, bro? Season six, so like three go. years. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. We've seen, we haven't seen her in three years, and the fact that we see her now and she hasn't grown at all. Like, girl, how you be on a three-year sabbatical? We ain't seen you grow at all. Your wigs still looking like Nicki Minaj <laughs> old wigs. You still crazy. You still fighting. You still insecure. You still up here with this goddamn a Buzz Life looking ass nigga. You still being the same insecure. The crazy part is, I don't necessarily mind shows this, 
I I just fought them for staying together when they have no business together because yeah because they're so young and dumb. They and they young and they dumb. But then on the other hand, you you can get you can get birth control. They old enough to be using birth control and condoms. When that girl says she has been pregnant three times in in basically nine months, and there ain't no baby nowhere around. Listen, Lord have mercy. Two abortions, one miscarriage, and he says allegedly a miscarriage. And if a, if somebody will call you six hundred times, I will allow the allegedly. Yeah, I'll allow yeah. it. I didn't I didn't feel away when he said that because I was like, girl, you call this nigga. Girl, do you realize I don't even call somebody six hundred times in five years? The fuck do you mean? Do you? I don't call somebody six times unless. Listen, Candace, like know me. I'll text a motherfucker all goddamn day before I call somebody. <laughs> you call this nigga six hundred times, girl. Do you know what you could do in six hundred, girl? What? So I what he after, when he said that. after one after one abortion, why haven't y'all taken the steps to get the proper contraceptives? Correct. Because she's immature. She's immature. And, and the thing is, been. she can't be that that young. Like I don't. No, they saying like, that she's she's young, but she's got how old is she? Maybe twenty. I'm finna look it up. Hold she's on. She's our age, I think, Jeremy. I think she's twenty nine, like twenty nine, twenty eight. She she's might be. I'm finna look it up. Okay. So so spare me all that she's too young bullshit because she is old enough to know how to get on some goddamn birth control. And the thing is, I'm all about women's rights with their bodies, but. It is a well-known fact that every time that you have an abortion, you risk it being done improperly and leaving you unable to have kids ever again. Girl, mm. I know you fucking... You have no excuse. You right, bro. She our age. I know you fucking... Yeah. Lying. 29. Girl, you need I, your face slapped. What the fuck is you doing, Bianca? <laughs> and I guess maybe because she does... She has a younger face and she's immature... They assume she's much younger than she is, but 29 is no baby. You no. know baby when you up here fighting everybody on the goddamn castle loving hip-hop New York. Like, at that point, you are a whole adult who is cognizant no of her decision. Baby. She is not a child. She knows better. She's, right. She knows how to gap her legs open and have sex. She needs okay. to <laughs> learn about some form of birth control, some form of contraceptive. If you don't want to do birth control, I get it because it's hell on the body as well. Start using condoms. Right. Y'all didn't have and, two abortions and an alleged miscarriage. When if that was the case, you should have just kept the first goddamn baby. Right. And on mm. the other hand, to be fair, chosen you listen. You I don't know if you the chosen one, but I tell you what, nigga, you need to be more goddamn careful for your goddamn self. Take some initiative, nigga. Google. Listen. I don't know what the. What, what they from New York? Listen, I don't know the laws in New York, but I know you can get some contraceptives. I know you can get some goddamn health care. I know you can do something. Nigga. Yeah, if you, buy, if you can buy blue hair dye, you can buy a box of condoms. Listen, you up here looking like motherfucking sign of the hedgehog in the goddamn movie, nigga. I know you can be responsible. Get it the fuck together, nigga. Yeah, I, that that was that floored me a little bit just because what? I I know how harmful abortions can be to the body and I understand that birth control can be harmful to the body but that's why we have handy dandy condoms correct exactly listen it's, people be talking it's like easy mad. to not get pregnant let me say that it's it is easy to not get pregnant I've gone 29 years it sure is easy the Hello? proper contraceptive there's no excuse say that bro listen, okay because I was in my 30s when I had London 
Listen, it's easy okay. to not get pregnant if you don't want to get pregnant. Listen, 29 Bingo. years. 29 years and I ain't had no babies. Candace ain't had no little nephews. Listen, the, listen, the contraceptive <laughs> is a godsend. I tell you what. It sure is. Hallelujah. <laughs> listen, he's Won't a healer he and a conqueror, it. y'all. You got to do is call on him. <laughs> I just, speaking of, speaking of calling on him, I, uh, I really... Aside from the star power, I don't understand why CeeLo and Shawnee are here. They're not they willing to it. truly they're not willing to truly tell us what the issues are. They have some, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because what what reason do you have for being engaged five years and have not listen, been on the aisle? Listen, you, you listen, they are a walking jagged ass song. They have been engaged for five years, so there's some issues there. But if yeah. they are too busy trying to protect their image and CeeLo's trying to protect his image, he did not have to come on the show. Which but is kind what of image? Funny. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, what image to true. protect though? Didn't he rape? Didn't he allegedly? Yeah. You, yeah. you we right here because I was just about to go there because I'm like, CeeLo. And, and it wasn't even it wasn't <laughs> even alleged. He admitted to the fact that he had sex with the woman while she was passed out. Like them tweets are still up, my nigga. Like the so fact that you pleaded, didn't delete that shit. And he pleaded no contest, and I think he ended up settling out of court or whatever. Right. Uh, um. But it's it's just like, what are y'all here for? If not to get to the root of the problem. Like, listen, we know that financially, y'all are one of the few people on this show who don't need it. You might as well get to the root, get to the mess, get to the get to the orifice of the issues y'all have. Otherwise, why the fuck are y'all on our TV? Like y'all, yeah, y'all I got too I many I issues. See, I don't want to see no couple who've been engaged half a decade trying to give nobody else advice. Okay, listen, <laughs> listen. Cause like imagine y'all trying to give Bianca and Chosis like advice because they're young, but y'all been engaged, engaged for five years. Bitch, I know you fucking lying. If I was Bianca, I'd be like, I mean, so are y'all married or okay, y'all not okay? Then shut the fuck up, y'all. Ain't I've never, shit. It, and it's always to each his own, but it always sends up a red flag for me when people do these supremely long engagements. Mm. Yeah, it's a of red course. flag. Like, what yeah. is going on? Like, bitch, are y'all waiting for Jesus to come back? Like, I don't understand the question. Yeah, I, I'm just. Yeah, like imagine it. you being engaged for like imagine Sean is saying, like, you well, you know, I love CeeLo, he's the love of my life. We've been engaged for five years, bitch. Five years, oh, wait, well, uh, run that back. I, I need you to run that back. Y'all been engaged for five years. Well, you know, yeah. he just got he just got you know, has a, a big ego, and you know, we just got a lot of issues. So, I, girl, y'all ain't sorted out no issues in five years. Do you know that there are whole ass babies that are born and grow up in five years? What the fuck are y'all doing? Exactly. They don't. They don't know. They don't know. Like, bro, do even, you know them? Even, even Judge Lynn said it. Like, y'all here, <laughs> y'all mature, but we don't know what's going on because y'all are too busy trying to cover some shit up. Just hey, being here is not merely enough. And they got called out on it. And I yeah. was glad that somebody said something because spare me all of that uh, poetic shit Tilo be talking about. What the fuck is wrong with y'all that y'all have not gotten married yet? Right. This ain't Jason's lyric. Like, let us get to the root. I ain't gonna lie, though. I love Judge Lynn and her Anita Baker ass cut because she be asking the hard question. That is a beautiful black woman, man. She is very She pretty. is. She's pretty. She and is. She is aging beautifully because she's been coming on our TVs for a long time now. Let me tell you something. Listen, everybody that had a black B-Maw 
knows who Judge Lynn is because everybody knows. Listen, when the stories came on right after that, what came on? Divorce court, judge court. Listen, everybody know who Judge Lynn Tola is, and I love her because she be she be getting to the root and. She's been putting up with stupid motherfuckers for 84 years, and she still looks that damn fabulous. Listen, you can't tell me black girls don't crack. Listen, she's okay. a, she's a beautiful woman. Uh, speaking of beautiful, I think Styles P. Wife is so pretty. Adwa? Yeah. Yes. I think she's very pretty. Um, my assumptions so far have been right. Styles P. seems like he really wants to do the work, and he really wants to get his marriage back on track. Um, he seems mm-hmm. like the only man there that's just really trying to get to the bottom of things and yeah. why and he is the way like... he is so that he can help improve his marriage. Because it do take a lot of strength to say, I got some shit with me and the shit that I have with me makes it hard for us to handle the issues we have in our marriage. Right. Because New York men yeah. is rough, child. Listen, I feel like he has a man in that like like I my my form of foreplay is telling you that like I'll shoot you and shit. I feel like he done abandoned that shit. And I feel like he's really doing the work, which I mean to be fair, the bar is in hell for straight black men for us doing the work goes. But I feel like he is like he's one of the people that's there to like actually get some like guidance and counseling and actually do the work. And I, they are one. They are. They are the couple. That I ain't gonna I'm give them too in. much yet until we get to that infidelity shit. You know I what? That's fair. That, that seems. And y'all know I get pissed. I was gonna say, go I ahead, Brooke. This your, this your forte right here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Y'all know I hate cheating. I detest it. Abhor it. Loathe. Like I'm all for like. I joy. You need to leave, girl. Like divorce him. Like I just. I hate hearing about people getting cheated on. Like, I'm just, mm-mm. I just, I hate it. I hate it. So, like, yeah. I mean, I love Ajua and all that stuff, but, like, the house tea is really pissing me off. Like, I don't want to see them get back together. I want her to get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is the thing. If she's, like, if she said that there's no intimacy in the in the relationship, and yeah. when stuff like that happens, it kind of shoots up a red flag for me because it has me like, well, if y'all are not intimate, who is he being intimate with? Yeah. Exactly. Especially when um, he already has a history of infidelity. Exactly. L- looking, exactly. L- looking at you, goddamn Dennis from Real House of we will get to, we will get to, motherfucker. We so, sure will. Because, bitch. So my, my thing is that, yeah. While it seems like he's serious about doing the work, until we get to that section of the season where they fully go into detail about the infidelity, I'm not gonna give him to. I'm not. I can't give him no roses. That's bad. No. No, I can't give him anything. I could just say, "Hey, glad you're here to do the work." Uh, but yeah, that's about it. They about the only couple. Also, he's the only though. nigga on this show that should be rapping. Yeah. And they did yeah. wrong for that. I, they did wrong for that. Should nobody else on that show be rapping? Uh, if CeeLo goes sing or whatever, screech, whatever he do, okay. <laughs> if, if Misha Lay gonna sing, okay. But should nobody but Styles P be up there rapping? Not Bianca, not Jocelyn, not not Ballistic, not... Not, not a damn motherfucker. Y'all, y'all tried it. Yeah, Jocelyn, that's that sounded... 
Jocelyn looked up sounding like she reading Braille and shit. Bitch, y'all <laughs> played in my face. Every time Jocelyn talks, it re- it make me think of my baby can read. Because I every just time, be like, oh my what God. happened? Listen, every I'm time screaming. Jocelyn talk, you need the subtitles and shit. Because you what do. the fuck is she saying? Absolutely. What the fuck is she saying? Why the fuck is she saying? Why the fuck is Jocelyn here? I mean, I know she here to kick up mess and shit because she gonna do that anyway because that's just how she is. But again, why do we need her? <laughs> Listen, we know that Jocelyn, that nigga, that is, she is a trick and that is her pimp. Bianca and Chosen's really don't give a fuck about them because, I mean, they going through usual young people shit, which, I mean, you know, they gonna do that anyway because that's just how they is. Michelle and Stu, it's hard to get into them because it's like Michelle got so many issues plus that voice she sounds like that that extra mouse on tom and jerry and like styles p and his wife and CeeLo and his wife are the only ones we kind of give a fuck about and it's like why are we here for the other three like we don't give a fuck about them niggas at all no we really don't we really don't and they don't give us any reason to give a fuck like it's one thing like you don't have to be necessarily well known for us to give a fuck, although that's a big part of it. But if you present <laughs> us with some shit where we can relate, because I mean, we ordinary people, shout out to John Legend, we all go through shit. If you give us ordinary people shit that we can relate to, it'll be like, you know, I, I see where you're coming from. But he's <laughs> not ordinary people. They definitely had the dunce cap on in elementary school or middle school or whatever. They definitely read with their thumb. They stupid. They bozos. We don't give a shit. They broke. They, they, they dusty as hell. We also don't give a shit again. Why are we here? Styles P and his wife and CeeLo and his wife are the only ones we really give a fuck about. So put more camera time on them, leave the bozos to the side, and we'll be good. That's a fact. I couldn't have said that any more, like, perfectly or eloquently. (laughs) Thank you, Frank. I do what I can. (laughs) That was perfect. Yeah, I agree. Uh... Man, Jeremy got on his dragon pants and on today. He, Listen, he this sure is for does. you, Curtis. This is for you, Curtis. <laughs> um, I think we can finally, uh, we could head over to Chicago. And I've been before, waiting for this. Before we dive into it, an article came out um, about former NBA star Eddie Curry opening up about the murder of his mistress and daughter and mm-hmm. how it impacted his wife. And that mistress and daughter is Ryan Henry's sister who was murdered. No. Let me tell you something. When Candace <laughs> that said that crazy. to me, when that's when Candace said that to me and I read it, I was like, I know you fucking lying. Because Ryan has talked openly about his sister, you know, passing and being the inspiration for him opening nine mag forever. But I did not yep. know that that was Eddie Curry's basically mistress and shit. So I'm like. I'm like that gift of that white man blinking. I was like, I know y'all lying. Do y'all think that they're going to address it in the next season? I um, doubt I, it. I doubt it, but I would like if they would. Because right. I would like to know if Ryan and his family have a relationship with the, with the son. Because he Same. had two children mm-hmm. with yep. Ryan's sister. Yeah. Um, first of all, let me say this. I don't know what type of woman his wife is, but I don't ever want to be that type of woman. She is a patient saint, he, and I don't know if that's a good thing. She cheated on that woman damn near from the Ten day years. they got married Mm-mm-mm. until Nova and 
the baby girl were murdered by think- her lawyer who she retained mm. so that she could try to get some uh, child support from Eddie Curry. Who she was also having a relationship who with. She was, who she started yes. dating. And he was jealous. And when I read in the article that he would show up to places thinking that uh, that the guy would show up, um, yeah, that Eddie Curry would show up so he could kill him. That is crazy. Listen, he was it's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I'll tell you what. That Ooh. is nuts. Like, like what I agree. in the hell? I agree with Brooke. I think I agree with Brooke and Candace. I think maybe they might address it, but being knowing how tight lipped Ryan is about everything, well, it's except where his dick go, but that's neither here nor there. I think they I, I want them to address it, but I don't I don't know if they will. Being how tight lipped like, Ryan is. It'll be such an elephant in the room, like watching it will just be like, really, you're not gonna address it. you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. When, like, a housewife or something is going through money problems and they just refuse to address it, we're all looking at them like, why are, y'all, why are you on this, you know, TV, like, pretending when we all know the truth? We're all reading the headlines. So I feel yeah. like it would be silly on his part to not just address. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I hope he does because it'll just be weird if yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, it definitely will. It, I, I agree, Brooke. Like, he came out, he did this whole article I'm not here to discuss the article in totality. I only care about, you know, letting it be known that the world is super small because I would have never thought in a million years that that was who he was having an affair with. But also... Right. Come on. It would give him more of a storyline, though. Like, he probably might get paid extra. Come on, friends. I think I know where we're going. Come on. To have a... What? Mm. I, listen, I ain't accepting your. I'm not accepting your outside babies. I'm a no. Even in deal, if you if you want if you want your outside babies to have a relationship with our babies, that's gonna be up to you. Cause I'm gonna be gone. Yeah. Say that. Like the fact <laughs> that I'm gonna be gone. The, like and, the, the, and the crazy part is, when she was murdered, they were still messing around. Yeah. Like, because she was murdered and also the daughter, I think the daughter was like, what, only 10 months, if I'm mistaken? Yes, Dennis? yes. 10 months, yep. and then the only person that was left alive, because they had two babies, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. It was yeah, the 10- the, it was the son. The son yeah, the son was, was left alive. at the time. He was like four or something. Which, let and, me say this. Let me say this. And I might be insensitive, and that's fine. Cause I'm in, in honor of my nigga. I'm going off a whole bunch of shit, and I don't really give a fuck. I feel bad for everybody in that situation except Eddie Curry. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, the listen. fact that he showed up to the funeral home, the I would have punched him in his goddamn listen, face. Listen, listen, listen. Cause Candace, we don't talked about how Ryan Mama don't play with no goddamn body. Nigga, if I was Ryan's mama, I would have beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, yeah. Like, nigga. Oh, now you show up. Nigga, I will stab you. The fuck? Don't play with me. Play with Absolutely. your dick. Don't play with me. Absolutely. I just thought that was so, that was pretty mind-blowing to me. Yeah, especially because it, it ties in to, like, the story, the shows that we cover. Because I would have never thought in a million years that one, Eddie Curry, because I mean, 
you know, I, you know, I love, I mean, you know, I like sports, you know, I know who Eddie Curry is, but I didn't, you know, care about that nigga outside of what he did on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had a mistress, a mistress, let alone, I didn't know that mistress was Ryan's sister. So that gives a whole new context. The other, the other part that pissed me off was you've had so many years to discuss this. Come on with it, friend. Come Why on. now? Why would you go out of your way to discuss this now? Ain't nobody thought of you since you retired from the motherfucking NBA, but now you you plan to reveal this. Didn't nobody know Ryan's sister was your mistress. That should have been some shit you took to your grave, nigga, because you don't get no passes. Like, I saw the article that Candace sent me, excuse me, and I read the comments, and the comments that I saw was like, so are we supposed to feel bad for you or because I don't feel bad for you at all? Like, nigga, you thought this was going to be some grand reveal of your, you know, showing of quote-unquote growth, which we all know the bars in hell for black men. But, like, nigga, don't nobody give a fuck about you in this situation because, yeah, no. you, nigga, you was whole-ass cheating on your whole-ass wife. Yes, you lost your, your child, but you got to think about the context in which your child was conceived, and you got to think about Ryan. If anything, people, give, people are sorry or feel bad for... Um, Nova and Ryan, or yeah, you know, his, you know, your wife. Don't nobody give a fuck about you because you were the nigga that chose to do this shit. You goddamn um, Tyrannosaurus Rex faced ass nigga. Fuck you, Eddie Curry. Truly, that's truly how I feel about because that. Honestly, and, and, and and his wife don't, his wife don't get no kudos either for being a bozo. No, no, she does not for being a straight up clown at all. I knew Brooke was gonna react to this because you know she, you know how she carry on about women who stay when niggas cheat. <laughs> you know I do. I carry on so bad. <laughs> hey, bro, just be waiting in the rings like I know this bitch lying. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, bro, just be like, so you gonna leave, girl? You gonna leave? You gonna stay? I was rude for you. We was all rude for you. How dare you? <laughs> and everybody gets so upset. Like, Brooke, cheating's not a deal breaker for everybody. Like, it is for mm. you. And then I get angry. And I'm like, shut up. I don't want to hear it. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right here. Let me tell you something. I tell you one tink. Listen. <laughs> Listen. I have never been cheated on. Praise Allah. Praise whatever deity you pray to. If I have been cheated on, I didn't know about it. And the relationship, yes. the relationship was probably going to hell anyway. So yes. I got the hell on regardless. And that's just that on that. Cheating is a deal breaker for me. I'm going to get the hell on. Now, I know a it lot sure of niggas. Is. A lot of niggas stay because they cheat because they they can't, they got low self-esteem and they can't envision themselves in anything better, which I mean, the bars in here straight, man. So I get it. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you one thing. You cheat on me, I'm gone, bitch. I'm gone. Yeah. You better say that. Vamos. Adios. Yeah, and, I, no and I don't, I'm, not, I'm not judging, but that's a deal breaker for me, let alone having two babies as long as we've been fucking married. Um... That's for sure a deal breaker for me. And, and you know he nigga, so there. you know he used them heartstrings like, I mean, I know I had a mistress, but they were killed. Nigga, what they got to do with you cheating on me for twenty four <laughs> goddamn years? Right. 
nigga, yeah. Eddie Curry, you need your face slap, but you know what? That's neither. Oh, he does. That's a whole nother podcast for another. He needs day. a hot one to the gut to be real honest with you. Well, I mean, if we be real. I mean, yeah, he got a truly. lot of good. I mean, when he was playing, the nigga was like 384 goddamn pounds. So. <laughs> but you I just wanted to bring that spot. up because it was related to the show and it was some information I didn't know. But I also never went digging for details on his sister's passing because I'm not creepy like that. Um, but right. since he felt so inclined to do an interview and try to act like he was man of the year and shit, um, I, I thought we could discuss it. But you... You you don't get no gold star. You get a lump of shit, truly. Fuck you, Eddie Curry. At, exactly. So, yeah, fuck you. Speaking of fuck you, Charmaine, you are very fucking lazy. I've been waiting for this. And you this have done friend. all that goddamn hemming and hawing and crying Grandstand. about Brian hating on you, and you don't even have a license for that goddamn shop. Okay. Also, the irony of you carrying on talking about Ryan hating on you. Oh, well, we, we well, I ain't, I ain't going there yet. I'm just going on her how she's telling the people in the shop that it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it, girl. Find you fucking with people's livelihood and jeopardy. What the fuck do third? you mean? Like, like what? She's delusional. When, since when do the Department of Health play with any fucking body? Listen, let me tell you something. The Department of Health will be like, bitch, we will shut all this down. I'm sorry. Good to hell. Look, they everybody, sure will. But this, this is and, not and safe. And how dare you put those artists in harm's way legally? Talking about it ain't no big deal. Like, because I just take like care Ryan, of Because, like, Ryan, as Ryan let it be known, you individ, an individual does not need a license to tattoo, but a shop does. So, if right. you're in a shop, that shop needs to be licensed to operate as a tattoo shop. And that's the something fact you that she does not even know this, or that she is trying to fraudulently explain this to the artist left, that is really disgusting on a lot of levels. It's like disgusting. we give you hell for being stupid, but that is that is something different than delusional. Because you know, bitch, everybody is, could go to jail because of your incompetence. Well, your, not, your not even jail, but the the legal ramifications of somebody had a tattoo performed there and they it got infected or something you don't have anything Man. to fall back on because right. you are you were not even supposed to be operating as a tattoo shop and you knew this like it'd be one thing like i mean it would still be stupid especially considering you opened this shop that you didn't know but the fact that you knew this you were cognizant of it and you were just like you know what i'll take care of it later on girl you need that need to be priority motherfucking one you putting people's mm -hmm. livelihood your reputation i mean you don't really have much to speak on but you putting everybody in jeopardy because you were too lazy and and carrying on to get your shit together, get your paperwork in order. Well, it's get not even that she's, it's not even that she was being lazy, so to speak. But the thing is, the Department of Health, and Ryan said it perfectly, the Department of Health don't give a fuck about your mama dying. Right. The they Department sure of Health don't, don't they, they don't give a fuck about you being pregnant. As a matter of fact, you being pregnant and being in an unlicensed tattoo shop, that's going to make them find your ass even more. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you of all people should want to be in a in, working in a place that's properly licensed, that is sanitary, and so on and so forth. But Charmaine, you are, don't think you are very you are very stupid, Charmaine. And she I, don't think I, I, I 
clearly she do not think at all. And never has. Like we have to go back to Charmaine's history on this show and then we not we don't have all day to go back to her history. She's a fucking bozo. We will be here all night. We would be here all (laughs) night. But this is a different level of bozo when you when your behavior can bring un undue stress to other people, you are moving very, very foul. Very, Mm -hmm. very foul. If you want to be a bozo and and screw up your own life, screw up your own ability to make money or to be in the tattoo industry, that is that's on you. Have at it, hun, because you have something to fall back on in radio. But the fact that you are jeopardizing these artists' only livelihood, that is very ugly, Charmaine. Very, very nasty. Very nasty. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. care. That's the thing. That's really what it comes down to. She really doesn't care about anybody but herself. Yeah, and, and while we're here, then now, Jeremy, we can head on over to the baby shower because it's a good time to go there. Um, first of all, you have not given us one single look this season, Charmaine. Let me tell you that. That gender reveal dress was ugly. That goddamn baby shower dress was ugly. For somebody who just pride themselves on being that girl and that bitch, you haven't given us a look yet. Mm-hmm. Not one. Not a single solitary look yet. And I just, girl, what? The only thing I can give Charmaine is that her pregnancy titties look good in her confessionals. Keyword, only her confessionals. And that's I it. I mean, <laughs> everybody pregnancy titties look good. Shit, you could get pregnant, Jeremy, if possible, and your pregnancy titties <laughs> would look good. Listen, that's busting out the underwire on this bitch, let that's, me tell you. That's, a, that's, just the way the, that's just the way the pregnancy hormones crumble. But, <laughs> um, so... Call me Busty Blouse. Kudos to Neek. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like Charmaine don't necessarily deserve Neek. Okay, we here, friend, because I was thinking that he, same he, thing. He has been handling, he's, he's been handling a lot of business, and that's why I'm confused about her not having her business in order. Well, when you're a bozo, you know it's going to jump out. He's taking care of a lot, of, a lot, even before her mom passed, and she don't really have no excuse. He planned the whole baby shower. I can't imagine nobody. Uh, you know what? I don't. I don't want my husband playing in no baby shower. I don't. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, no. it, it speaks I mean, to I the... want him to be a part of it, but no, I don't want him to plan the whole thing. Well, I really it speak, don't. It speaks to the incompetence of Charmaine, because, like you said, since Sneak's inception on his on this show, he has he has always been the least problematic or least bozo in their relationship, which is sad because Nick is a straight black man. So the and fact that I Char- think I'm still I think I'm still set in my ways in the fact that I love having like when for my baby shower, my mom and my friends planned it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I, I love that. You know, I definitely don't want my I want my husband to be a part of it. Um, but I still just want the women that I'm close to 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 plan my baby shower. Well, let me ask you this, Candace. Do you women think... are good planners, and you... your mama and them gonna make sure your shit go off without a hitch? But he <laughs> did good. He did good. Yeah. I will say that he did you... really good. Do you think that Neek gives a fuck more about their relationship than Charmaine does? No, no, no. I absolutely believe that Charmaine loves Neek, but Charmaine is just so self-centered yeah yeah that it i foresee it creating problems in the marriage it's more so she doesn't she doesn't consider how her actions affect other people and we will see in this episode she is married now 
And so if she endures any legal ramifications behind operating that shop, that will fall on Neek as well because they yep. are married. So they, they will go after whoever to get their money because you out here moving stupid. Yeah. That's what I mm-hmm. mean by she don't necessarily deserve him because everything is me, 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 I, I, I. She doesn't care how her actions affect other people. And she, has, never she lacks complete self-awareness. And just, just cause, uh, I always forget the, the guy's name, not Fly, but the, um, the, the, the gay guy. Cause he's, he got a weird he got a weird nickname or some shit like that. That's why. Yeah. Um, but Jess calls him, says that she's coming back to to Chicago to see if she can sort things out with Charmaine. He she lets him know that the shop is not licensed and they should they would be receiving a cease and desist any minute, saying you cannot operate as a tattoo business. Um, and then she calls Drea, and. Drea now realizes that Charmaine has been lying to them and not being completely forthcoming. Now, for I I don't like Jess. I really don't like her. But what I can say is Charmaine is a piece of shit because they rolled that bean footage back and Charmaine told that girl all of the paperwork was handled. Mm-hmm. Mm. Told her that the license was in place, the paperwork was handled, the lease was taken care of. Everything was what it should have been, and it wasn't. And if it, and the crazy part is, if it wasn't, you could have tasked Jess with handling that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And also, but instead, you lied she, to her face. You excuse, lied to her. That is the, so unfair to do to somebody. You you cannot jeopardize my livelihood. I will yeah. sue you. The lie that she said was so stupid. Talking about the real T is that. Because of that incident, that fly also bit also blaming um I forget the girl name, but first of all, bl- when Drea could to, Drea, gotta, yes. gotta go back when Drea came to Charmaine at the baby shower and confronted her about lying. Charmaine goes, "Well, if fly if Zach and uh Fly didn't get into it over you, we wouldn't be going through this." Girl, so what happened what? to women's empowerment, Charmaine? I Not even that. It. Not even women's empowerment. That has nothing to do with you operating with no license, Charmaine. Right. Some niggas fighting in front of the shop don't have shit to do with the fact that you did not make sure that your paperwork was handled and that that shop was inspected by the Illinois Department of Health before it was open. Because niggas was fighting in nine mad, but y'all still had a license. Y'all still had you the are, paperwork You done. are a nasty, nasty, evil type of person, Charmaine, to throw that in that girl's face when they had absolutely nothing to do with her. And wasn't Charmaine on her side when that shit popped off? Matter of fact, matter of fact, when they got into it in the shop, it had nothing to do with Drea at all. It was their egos, Uh, like Drea said. No, Zach was getting smart talking about he was the best artist in the shop, even better than Jess. And everybody was like, you could feel like that, but you don't have to be disrespectful. You can still feel like you're the best, but be humble at the same time. Exactly. And that is where the fight ensued. That fight had nothing to do with Drea. So Charmaine going out of her way to rewrite history and recreate that narrative, that is so ugly and so trash. But it's also that is so, so nasty to do to another woman because that's what society does to women. If two men acting up, clearly it's a woman's fault. Yeah, but that's Charmaine anyway, because we've seen her do that for 84 years on this show. So I wasn't surprised. I was disgusted, but I also wasn't surprised. 
Because Charmaine I, always do that when her when she fuck up and her back is against the wall, she finds some kind of way to blame everybody else but to taking but instead of looking in the mirror and taking accountability. That's Charmaine's MO. Yeah. And speaking of confronting, <laughs> Charmaine confronts Ryan about do, doing an <laughs> uh, interview with the Chicago Tribune. With his and drunk ass. When they uh when they asked him was Charmaine any competition, he said no, she's not. She like, doesn't have to. she doesn't have the experience to even be a competitor to me. And as he explained to Charmaine, they could have asked him that about any new up and coming shop. The answer would have been the same. Yeah. And it, it's true. You don't have the footing that Nine Mag has. You don't. You're not from Chicago, Charmaine. So you don't have the sh- the reputation and the notoriety that Ryan and them have in Chicago. You're from Louisiana, so, girl. So no, yep. you're not. You're not any competition for for Nine Mag. Right. Hell, you can even get your paperwork handled. You definitely are not any competition for Nine Mag. And when she, she reminds when, me of Donna. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she does remind me of Donna. Always she she know Donna. thinks she know everything, but is a fucking idiot and don't know shit. Yes. Don't know nothing. And when I was at first, because I was like, Lord Jesus, please let Ryan bring up that Chicago Tribune uh, interview she did on him, alluding to the fact that and lo and behold, I was thinking when he brought it up and they rolled the footage back, and Charmaine was sitting there with the IE boo boo face. Yes, because <laughs> he quickly reminded her that Charmaine loves to run to the Chicago Tribune when she's mad at him. Love to run to Instagram when she's mad at him. Love to get on that radio show and talk shit when she's mad at him. And she she can't even take the shit that she dishes out to people. Nope. No, she can't. And she just got more. and, And Ryan was even like, Charmaine, how did you not have this handle? You have gone with me in the past to take the paperwork to the health department. You have you have been there when they came to do the inspections. And he told her, he was like, you think you're the only one they cracking down on? You think, he like, you know better than anybody. I've had to pay fines in the past and everything. He like, they be on my ass if they see a candy wrapper on the goddamn floor. It's not just you. It's protocol. And it should be protocol. Because you can kill somebody tattooing them in an in a, a environment that's not clean, not sanitary, not licensed. Exactly. Right. Somebody's and life in danger. And, and she talking about, uh uh-uh, uh, fuck you, Ryan. You should be mad at yourself. Like, she loves being mad at everybody but herself when she don't handle her business. Correct. She's very immature. She's very immature. She is to be in her 30s. Yeah, she's very immature and she's always been that way. Because remember, she was the shop manager or one of the shop managers for Nine Mad. Her duty was literally handling paperwork, maybe sh- make sure everybody ducks is in a row. What was she doing? Keeping up mess in the shop, fucking on employees, and just being yes, overall trash. But even then, apparently, Ryan was holding her hand through that and she still couldn't go handle business in her own shop. Yep. Second City Inc. is not any competition for the new Nine Mag. Now, if Ryan was still running shit like he was when Charmaine and Vandenden was there, then yeah, it would have been some competition. But the way he's running the new Nine Mag like a well like a well oiled machine, no, Second City Inc. is not any competition for what Ryan has going at this point. Nope, because think of shit, we don't even see anything in that goddamn shop. All yeah, the he shit, rarely allows the cameras in the shop. 
the all the shit is focused on Sekus and Eat because it's a goddamn train wreck and it's gonna make drama and, and good TV. And his relationship with Don and Ford and right. Charmaine. Like yeah. I like yeah. I said last week, Ryan is the finesse king because he made sure whatever deal he worked out with uh Big Fish, um, that they're no longer interfering in shop business. Yep. And Charmaine, you just gotta you gotta hold that L. You really Take it do on gotta the hold that L. And let me tell you something, sweetheart. You should be so very happy that you was pregnant because I would have knocked you in your goddamn mouth for giving me the finger in my face when you the one that's dead wrong. Now I will Man. say this. I will say this. I feel like Drell was doing a lot when she was like, if Jess was here, they wouldn't it wouldn't be this way because girl Jess has proven that she don't know what the fuck she well, doing. Well, no, you can't Charmaine say does. that because Jess was told that the paperwork was filed. So if Jess had been told that the paperwork needed to be filed, she probably would have filed it because no tattoo artist wants to work in an unlicensed shop where they can face legal actions. That includes Jess and anybody else who's working in there. Charmaine don't tattoo. So if they shut down Second City Inc., she's going to take a financial loss for whatever money she invested in it, but her career is not in danger. She can go back to being on the radio. Which she should have did anyway, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I absolutely <laughs> feel that Jess would have handled the paperwork just because she wants to be able to tattoo in mm. the United States. Fair. She did. She did them. Charmaine did them all very greasy. She did. And if that's she fair. wasn't pregnant, Dre should have knocked her in her goddamn mouth. That's fair. Because I just you don't, get, you don't, <clears throat> for you don't me, get to disrespect me when you're fucking up my my profession. And then blame me. That's fair. I just, for me, just hasn't shown any initiative that she give a fuck and she always has been and will be an opportunist. But that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Even as an opportunist, the paperwork got to be in order. That's because fair. as we see in the preview for next week, Charmaine finally get that cease and desist and you got to close this motherfucker down. And I can't wait because I love negativity. Ooh. Yeah, it finally comes. <laughs> but before before we before we head up, head to Atlanta, let me just say, Kitty, get a grip. <laughs> Why do you misappropriate your pussy so bad? <laughs> Why do you not use any discernment? We're talking about a man who who was literally just sleeping in his shop hoping to get his child's mother back. And you over here trying to tie him down. Ryan got some baggage with him. Oh well, yeah, he does. You was talking. Now we'll say this. Hold you on, was let me talking say this. to your exes that's in here and blah blah blah. He ain't y'all ain't together. Let me say this. Let me say this though. Let me in fairness, in fairness, and this is a problem with most men, most straight black men in particular. Ryan, get your shit together. Get your if y'all just fucking and hanging out. If y'all are actually proving the rumors true now. Let that be known, establish that, and don't worry about it. Because you up here goddamn soaking in Carl Thomas and shit, and Kitty just want to know what the fuck is up and why you acting crazy. Use your words, nigga. Use your actions. Stop being I mean, a bitch. ass nigga. You too gorgeous for that even, shit, Ryan. Because you wasn't even, He wasn't doing. acting crazy at the baby shower, though. But it's like... No, he wasn't. <laughs> it's like if I'm going to be there mixing and mingling with people that I know, that's just what I'm going to do. That's true, it's, but you could tell he, he hadn't established what they were doing, though. You he, know, he shouldn't because, have to because they single. If we single, I don't have to establish shit with you. Like that's that's, that's the guys. I, I gotta push back. Like if y'all just fucking around and y'all doing what y'all do, 
like at least communicate with that because we get on black men especially straight black men all the time like y'all don't communicate shit y'all always not use y'all words doing this and that that's like, true we we that's have true, to hold we, we have to hold get, Ryan accountable. We also we, have to hold women accountable for always jumping into something with damage. Yes, yes. He's, he's he's damaged. Yes. And he has he hasn't held back about the situation with Rachel. So it's kind of like if you keep proceeding forward, then you have to know what you're signing up for. But I feel now, like, and maybe now, I'm giving Kitty a little bit too you much. You giving Kitty too damn much because she started fucking her boss. Now you can't give Kitty too much because she like to shit where she like to eat where she uh she like. But to so shit does Ryan eat. though, cause Ryan got a whole cabaret of bitches that he done fucked and he acting crazy about it. So it's kind of like we we give Kitty too much, but we give Ryan too much too. I ain't giving Ryan shit except for he a single nigga doing dumb single nigga shit. And which we, which trying to we, trying to play the game, but Kitty right. Kitty has a bad habit of. And it, it seems like she just has a bad habit of jumping head first into shit. Because you couldn't have paid me a million dollars to fuck these. I'm telling you. God, I'm That's telling fair. you. He looks so stink. He looks so fair. nasty. But it's, it's I'm, glad that they, I'm glad that they ironed it out and they came to something. Because still don't, I still don't know. But they definitely fucking. Yeah, jealousy, jealousy reared its ugly head with her. That's what it yeah. was. Like her, and, and, her jealousy and, and, definitely showed up. And then the the the, the jumped out and Ryan, cause nigga, a simple conversation would have been like, okay, we fucking, that's cool and stuff. You ain't got to worry. I ain't got to worry. We gonna do what we gonna do. And that's well, what it we is. always have to be mindful. Of we don't know what happens on shit that we don't see, cause we that's are fair. we're getting we're getting what has been edited at this point, but we don't know what conversations may have taken place off camera. Or if they edit it weird, because they like to edit these shows a certain way to create the drama. I That's will fair. say, though, when she talked about that silk shirt, I was howling. Same. She's <laughs> like, he out here with this silk shirt with his chest out and shit, feeling himself. I was, was like, you know what? Fair. He was, I was he feeling was, him in that silk shirt, too. He was definitely <laughs> looking like a member of the DeBarge family. He yes. Is so, he is so fine. That is... He is such a fine piece of shit. Call that nigga Ryan. Ryan, I just want you to get it together. You two goddamn gorgeous to be out here doing C's nigga shit. Like, get your shit together, nigga. Well, he ain't as bad as C's. God, he, I don't think nobody is bad as C's. Nah, C's is a real, that's a real womanizer. Yeah. He is well, a womanizer. He is. <laughs> he is that nigga look trash. like one of them bugs from Bugs Life. I never, I can never get out of my mind those pictures that hit the internet of his feet propped up on that desk. Wait, what? It's Ooh. a picture of Caesar, like with his bare feet propped up on the desk. And when I tell you, he got the most disgusting feet I have ever seen, and it just solidified to me that he don't take baths, every, showers every day. Like bathing <laughs> is optional in his life. <laughs> And any nigga that's missing a side tooth and is now a millionaire and won't get that tooth replaced, I don't trust him. So he missed Wait, the side he side still hasn't gotten that tooth? He hasn't no. gotten the side tooth? No, no, no. No, it's still missing. But he has like six she said that he has like all these shops. He said that he has a shop. He in does, New and he has a he has a net worth into the millions now and did not get that side tooth fixed. Are you serious? I'm very serious, Brooke. I would not lie to you. He has not gotten that side <laughs> tooth fixed. He is very, wow. he is very trash. Yeah, and we see, we see what Ryan did when he got this. When he started getting, making some money, he went and got a personal trainer and shit. His hair all silky, his skin looked good, and Siege is just 
in Ryan it. Up, Ryan um, up there looking like he invested in Bevel and shit. <laughs> so next week is the season finale, um, and four are finally gonna get these paternity test results. Don is gonna go see a divorce attorney, um, and Ashley is gonna be pissed that Don has moved on and is now uh, living his single life and fucking women. And and Van and Four are gonna confront each other. And Van and Four are gonna confront each other, but Van looks scared of Four. No, I mean, Van looks scared of Don, should I say. Don. Yeah, Don. Van looks ve- very scared of Don in the uh, season finale uh, preview. I mean, because I, I fully believe that Don will beat the shit out of Van. Now, I'm not... Now, both of y'all some messy bitches who live for drama. Both of y'all need y'all face slap. But I also feel like Don will beat the shit out of Van because I don't believe Van can fight. He just be... Like, you know, it's some niggas that you like... You know, he big mm-hmm. and he look like he got hands. Van just look like he just big and soft and would get his ass whooped. He can't yeah, fight. He, was he, all, he done got beat up by Ryan several times. <laughs> yeah. Like, every and time that, he tried to fight Ryan, the security saved Van's ass. Like, and Van then, is not, not only no that, tough guy. He is not, not no on, tough guy. We got to remember, when Van went to jail that one season, he ain't go to jail. He went to boot camp for six months. Not only... <laughs> Not only that, he tried to he done fought Ryan when, before Ryan got like built and shit like he is now. And the security still had to get between them. Exactly. So I'm excited about this season finale. I'm glad they didn't drag this season out. Like how they, many episodes is Twelve. It's been twelve episodes. And I Good feel like number. that's the per- I feel like that's the perfect um I feel like that's the perfect amount of episodes for a black ink season. And not that, yeah. that not that shit that they do in New York, twenty two episodes and shit like that. I no know motherfuck- with motherfuckers that we truly don't care. Taking about. taking mid season breaks and shit, just twelve episodes and out the door. Now I really do wish they would start doing a reunion episode for the Black Inks. I really do. I, I hope. I, yeah, yeah, they should. I would like that. I would like that. Um, but I'm about to let Jeremy and Brooke take us to Atlanta. Cause this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this this what I've been waiting for because, as Brooke said at the top of the show, she does have a YouTube channel where she discusses everything Real Housewives, uh, many of the franchises, and she drags these ladies for filth. Okay, these old hands. <laughs> let me tell you something. I, in my in my notes, I call them the real um the real house hags of Atlanta. <laughs> um, write that down some, for a potential show title write that down that I, got, I got it in the show notes already they ain't nothing but old hags doing the fucking they most. are they're, so, Nene's pushing <clears throat> yes. they're, they're up there they're up there in age yeah. yes they definitely yes. are like let me ask y'all this before I um, bring us into the show what do you think they could do to revitalize like Real Housewives because I feel like New we tune in get, for the get, mess get, get rid of everybody yeah, they need a new cast. Everybody. They need they need a new cast, and I'll tell you why they need a new cast. Because the Ninis, the Cynthia's, the the the, the Candies, these other older ladies, um, I feel like they are starting to get out of sync mm. with yeah. everything. Um, they just spend so much of their time fighting amongst each other about nothing. This whole season, from what we see so far, they have fought about absolutely nothing. Nothing was worth all of the energy that they're giving it. 
Agreed. And to me, that says that these ladies are bored. They are not giving us real storylines. You know, these these ladies got real life shit going on. Nene and Greg probably on the brink of divorce, and they are allowing these ladies to sweep that kind of shit under the rug I and agree. not talk about it and focus on nothing. Yeah, I want the real. I don't like give the... a fuck about Snake Gate. I don't give a fuck about no voicemails. It is alleged that your husband had a baby on you while he was battling cancer. I want he that. He sure did. He I sure did. That. I want that storyline. I don't give a fuck about Snake Gate. Yeah. Like the but real do we shit. Really care? Like, my bad, bro. Like the real shit that they actually have, like they could spin and make interesting, they choose mm-hmm. not to focus on. And like this goddamn high school shit with women that are goddamn 40 plus, if not more, they choose to focus on. I don't know. I don't understand the direction that Bravo, Andy, and them choose I, to go I know. In. I know what they're doing. My, my, what I think about this is these ladies have gotten so, they've gotten enough money and they've gotten enough notoriety that they are allowing these ladies to dictate their storylines where if you look back at the way earlier seasons where they didn't have that much equity and they weren't that much, that well known outside of Atlanta, they had to do what was asked of them to do. They didn't have a choice. They like had to be on front street. Now they're giving them the choice to, to pick and choose what they show the world. And if that's the case, y'all don't need to be on the show. Yeah, go ahead. Bro. But Andy's pissed though. Andy is pissed. Like I've been like reading the blogs. Like they're saying that um, like before, when before the season starts, all the ladies get paid like their lump sum of money, like um, like all together. So like you know how Nene got paid like two point eight five million for this season, or Candy got paid you know two point three. They're saying that since the ratings haven't been that great, he's no longer going to pay them that way. It's going to be um you're just going to get paid like every single week now, like if you were in that episode. So let's say if you're getting like 80,000 an episode or a hundred thousand, who's going to do it like that. You're no longer going to get your big fat check of 2 million or 1 million or whatever at the top of the season, because think about it. It's been 12 years. It's that, that's a long time to be on TV. And I think that it's getting stale. You know, we're kind of tired of seeing the same old things like you guys were saying before. Or the storylines are fake. You know, you know, like Nini's giving us fake storylines. Also, she's 53. Do we really want to see somebody who's approaching 60? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Cynthia's 52. Like these are these are not women in their early 30s or you know, um 40s or you know what I'm saying, mid 40s. These are, these are some these are some seasoned women. Like we're getting into like the geriatric AARP age. It's it's kind of it's time it's time to stop. You're at your big age, still fighting over stupidity. We don't want to see this. Yeah, I don't want to see this. I'm tired. And oh, go ahead, Brooke. My bad. No, no. I was just gonna finish it off by saying, you know, I understand like why Andy is pissed off because he's not kind of he's not getting his return on investment. You know what I'm saying? He gave, he, you know, he's giving you a huge salary and you're not delivering. And I know that, you know, Nini's now in like some lawsuit trying to, you know, trying to sue Bravo allegedly. I, I think it's just a mess. And I think that their egos have all gotten so inflated. It's like at the end of the yes. day, y'all are all disposable. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, I, I definitely agree with that, especially, like, when we get into the Kings, which we will get to that in just a second because, ma'am. But I agree with you. I think that, like, I think that it's lost interest. I mean, obviously, we watch it because, I mean, at the end of the day, we love messing negative. Activity. I mean, because we don't have it in our own lives, so we got to watch everybody else go through it and shit. But I also <laughs> think, like, it's one thing, like, if it's one, it's one thing if, like, we see people, like, our age, Brooke, or, you know, maybe a little older go through it, but when you, like, 50 going on 60, it's just, like, I expect you to be way more seasoned than this, like, yes. Spygate, like, talk to some, like, Spygate, like, who or who didn't wear a wig and shit, like, this is, like, yes. young Instagram people shit, like, girl, we don't this give is. a fuck. <laughs> now, y'all can't come with nothing better than that, Bravo Andy, you can't go in that goddamn messy-ass pot of yours and shit and then pull out some good shit for us to be invested in other than this goddamn listic alley bullshit, we don't give a fuck. Man, Say that again, please. Because seeing women at their big age. You can't pull nothing else out of these ladies. They got actual shit going on in their lives. You give us this goddamn, oh, well, I'm going to block somebody and talk about them because they they unfollowed me on Twitter as bullshit. Nigga, these are women that are goddamn almost 60. In menopause at that. With whole ass children, grandchildren, mortgages, life savings, <laughs> wills and shit. And then what are you goddamn doing? Just because you had a motherfucking kid, you think you can slack on the mess and stuff. What the fuck is wrong with you, sir? <laughs> anyway, before I raise my goddamn blood pressure, let me bring us in. So, Real Housewives of Atlanta, season 12. Just let's pause right there. This is season 12 of these old ass hands acting and carrying on the way that they are. Let, let that sink in. We're anyway. tired. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Hall, of Hall of shame, really. Hall of shame. Uh, season 12, episode 13, Tea with a Side of Cookies, which mm, we'll get there. So they start off, well, first of all, let me say this. I haven't watched it in a while because Curtis usually covers it. I had to watch last week's and this week's episode to catch up fully and I haven't said it in a while but it bears repeating. They tag lines on Real Housewives of Atlanta are fucking awful. Mm-hmm. They are absolute trash. Like a London could come up with better hashtags than in taglines than these goddamn women that's pushing 60 and shit. You need to go back into the lab. This shit is trash. This feels like it feels like whenever I listen to the Real Housewives of Atlanta taglines, I feel like I'm listening to Eminem rap in 2020, which is a goddamn shame and travesty. But anyway. Before you check for me, you better have a check for me. That's the She's only so one that damn makes money sense. hungry. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, that's because she ain't giving it to Todd, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> because I, you know what we're getting though. Um, but anyway, they do a montage of the last episode, making sure everybody catches up. Uh, P, uh, Portia uh, and her mama throw a birthday party for PJ being five months old. And all I got to say about that is that baby look just like Dennis, and you take with that what you will. Um, <laughs> good to hell look, everybody. Uh, but anyway, it starts off, Cynthia meets with Eva, who is pregnant as all hell. I feel like Eva done had at least, like, three children for eight different other goddamn people because that is one pregnant-ass woman. Like, I ain't never seen Eva that goddamn big, even when she was pregnant before. Like, are you pregnant with twins? Are you having a whole-ass village? Eva, why are you that goddamn big? Anyway, um, so they have a lunch or brunch or whatever, which is a.k.a. cold for keeping up some goddamn mess. 
um they want Cynthia wants to have this um kumbaya of the cackling canaries ass bitches um like retreat or brunch or whatever with Kenya and Tanya because that mess is still going on. Um, but she does the thing they usually do in all these situations where like they invite somebody that has an issue but they don't invite the other person that has an issue. Y'all gonna get enough with these goddamn surprise ass we gonna come together and have a Jesus ass moment surprises. Listen. Because so, eventually somebody gonna throw some hands. Now I'm not saying it's gonna be these ladies because we know they don't fight. They, all they do is argue and you know maybe show up with a wig or two. But y'all don't need reality shows. Y'all can get enough of having these su- surprise kumbaya Jesus ass moments. But somebody gonna send them to their Mako eventually. But that's not my business, you know. When it happens, I'm gonna watch it and laugh because I love mess. But you know, good to hell up with them medical bills and insurance bills and shit like that. Um, which also finds interesting that Cynthia wants to play peacemaker when she been playing both sides and keeping up the mess all this goddamn time. Like, Cynthia is the most, I'm going to stir the pot and be the villain, but please don't call me a villain because I'm a sensitive-ass woman I have ever seen in my life. And again, you almost 60, Cynthia. You should be well in your season right to be like, you know this, what? Uh, this my biggest note is that Cynthia been messy, and I'm glad she's being exposed. Like, yeah. the fact that I've been Kenya waiting was the one. Because when it, aired, um, when it aired last Sunday and Brooke was tweeting about it, and I told her, I was like, Cynthia for years has befriended mean girls so that she could do her dirt and then hide behind them. Yep. Because the she mean girls always took the spotlight off yep. of her while she did yep. the, the dirt in the shadows and shit. And the, yep. fact that you, and the fact that she got upset, which I'll get to in a minute, she got upset that Kenya called her out. But you absolutely was playing both sides. You absolutely was being messy. You knew what the fuck you was doing when you invited the cookie lady. And you such a coward that you can't stand up in your shit out unless it's Nene. And even then, we know that that's only half truth because we know Nene can break you down like a motherfucking fraction like we back in middle school and shit, Cynthia. So I don't understand why you got all this smoke for Kenya, but we know that you a weak motherfucker in your heart and shit, but that's neither here nor there. Um... So, Kenya gets there, she shows up, she surprises Tanya, which Tanya had this... You know, surprising look on her face, and like, really, y'all are gonna invite this bitch that I got beef with? But you know what? I'm gonna make the best of it. Um, Kenya starts lying, talking about this is all about this wig and shit. Which Kenya, baby, I want Child. to tell you something. I want to tell you something. This ain't got nothing to do with a wig. This ain't got nothing to do with a lace. This ain't got nothing to do with a lace front. This got everything to do with that. What's in your heart is that you are evil conniving, mm-hmm. miserable, selfish, misery loves company ass motherfucker, and you want everybody to be trash and sad and miserable with you. This ain't got shit to do with a wig. This ain't got nothing to do with their goddamn hairline, Kenya. This got everything to do with the fact that you are a terrible person, have been forever on our TV screen, and you're going to do that anyway, because that's just how you do it. Stay, say that, stand up in it. You love being the villain. You love saying that I'm a reader, bitch. Which, let me tell you, say this. You showed up but to this Kenya damn... always telling somebody she going to read something, and she don't be doing shit. I be also, like, uh, okay, well, I mean, you got a little feisty, bitch, but you ain't make shit shake for real. 
you didn't read somebody when you kept talking over them, not allowing them to have the conversation with you. And also, Kenya, you said you wore that dress because you wear this dress because you're going to read a bitch. I want to know, are you dyslexic, Kenya? Because that dress was not that girl. It, matched it was your, not. It matched your it skin looking frumpy. So I just want to know, are you, are you in a special class? Do you need to read with your finger? Are you slow? Are you delayed? I just want to know, Kenya, because if that was the dress you show up to read in, I would hate to see the dress that you show up in when you're not even in the class. Because that shit was poo. It was poo just like your skin, Kenya. So I just want to let you know that. If you're going to be sassy, you're going to be shady, you're going to be snarky, at least back have the, enough wherewithal to back up the shit that you say because, Kenya, that shit was trash. And I want you to know woman. that. I want you to know that from my soul. That, that shit looked as miserable as your skin and your soul, Kenya. I want you to know that. And miserable like her marriage. I'm getting there, friend. I'm getting there. Oh, yes. I'm getting there. Um, but yeah, I just wanted Ken to stop playing on our face that this was that this was over this week. This had everything to do with you being miserable in every aspect of your life, including your marriage. And also, just to show how miserable you are, and I'm gonna throw this to Brooke because I know she got thoughts, and I've been waiting for this. Not only do you come to this brunch on some bullshit, you come to this brunch and invite the cookie lady, which is the which is the epicenter. Of all this mess and carrying on between you and Tanya. And I'm going to throw it to Brooke. Go ahead, Brooke. When I tell you, y'all, I, I mean, there have been some episodes that have really pissed me off. But I think this episode pissed me off so bad, I almost threw a remote at the TV. Like, I was pissed. <laughs> that, first of all, is Kenya colorstruck? Because she kept talking about, oh, this cookie lady, she's bad. She's gorgeous. She's bad. Tanya's a very Where? beautiful woman. And where was the gorgeousness of this cookie lady? She looked washed up, ashy, dry. Her hair looked frail on end. The split ends, you could see them. I was just like, girl, you're not making nothing shake. You don't look that good. You had that beat up consignment store Birkin. I said, girl, you don't hey, sit here and play in my face. Brooke, Brooke. Hey, so tell, Brooke, tell me that cookie lady wasn't looking like somebody that you see at the gas station. She was. <laughs> She looks so can regular. Oh, can like, you get oh can you get 20 on pump nine ass motherfucker? Get the fuck out of that, my That's what she looked like. And she was carrying that little beat up Birkin bag that she got the consignment store for like fifteen hundred. I was just like, girl, Tanya has money on top of money. Tanya looks so good. Like you are not you were not doing anything to Tanya. And it really pissed me off how she kept saying, oh, you need to calm down and shushing her. And then when Kenya calls her a cunt, I said, you know what, Tanya, you're better than me because that whole table would have been flipped over and they both mm. would have been punched in the face. I was so pissed for Tanya because Tanya yeah. is so nice and she does not deserve that at all. The thing that really irritated me about the cookie lady was that you could tell that she was doing so much for her 15 minutes of fame. Like you could tell, she was. you could tell Andy was like, okay, if you do a little bit extra here, we'll put a, you know, extra $500 in your check and maybe, you know, maybe give you a gift card and shit because there was no <laughs> reason to talk over Tanya. <laughs> there was no reason to talk over Tanya. There was no reason for you to, for her to amen everything that King was saying. And also, girl, your story got damn flipped. How the fuck you have all that goddamn lipstick ass alley in, ad, excuse me, lipstick alley ass energy 
when you not in Tanya's face, then when you get in Tanya's face, you be like, oh, well, you know, we just talked, but he was definitely flirting with me. Girl, you was talking to the other ladies, you was like, nigga, you was like, girl, shit, he all, he damn near fucked me on the dance floor and shit. Is it Uchiwala and Walmart, yes or no, uh, cookie lady? Are she was cookies, lying. Are the, cookies, are the cookies as crumbled as your goddamn story? Because you not making no motherfucking sense. And then she lied and said, oh, yeah, he asked for my number. And then when she got in front of Tanya, it was, oh, well, you know, the conversation just fizzled out. But, yeah, he wanted me. Like, no, no, no. Tell Tanya exactly what you told those ladies. Right. How yeah. can you tell? First of all, how can you tell that somebody absolutely wanted you and was ready to fuck you right then and there, but then you saying the conversation fizzled out? Girl, that what? ain't the same goddamn thing. <laughs> Listen, I ain't At the all. smartest nigga in the world, but I know when somebody playing in my motherfucking face, and girl, you was playing in my goddamn face. How the fuck you sizzle? How the fuck you go from sizzle to frizzle in one goddamn leap? Cookie lady, you is not making no sense to me, beloved. You working hard for that goddamn check because you came in there with this boss ass energy like, well, I know he wanted me because I look good. Girl, are you sure? <laughs> are you positive? Are you absolutely sure? Because all I see is somebody that I can swipe left on Bumble, girl. I know you fucking lying to me. Absolutely. I, oh, I, my gosh. Go ahead, I friend. was... That's the part that stood out to me. Also, the cookie lady is a scammer and a fraud. Mm -hmm. um, yes, she her is. mugshot is floating around social media on the Ratchet Ramblings pages if you want to see it. Um, but it was it's so crazy, and it's not even just a little bit of fraud. It's like a fraud through financial identity, mm -hmm. financial transaction card theft. So mm -hmm. she she cracked cards and uh, she still she cracked them with Marlo. Yes, listen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, she cracked cards like uh, like uh, Kenya skin cracked, so it makes sense to make friends. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to read between the wrinkle lines of all I'm saying, friends. Okay. Listen. <laughs> You, Cracked up individuals stay together. That's all I'm saying. Yep. But she all did. this, all She's this dragging that I have done, and my friends have done in unison, is all valid. But I have to come back to this, and I know Candace has been preaching this forever, for 84 years. The common debitionator and all this mess and all this drama and shit is Cynthia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how Cynthia, like, plays both sides and keep up mess, but when Kenya called her out, which the fact that I have to agree with Kenya, but I did not fault her for ringing up, like, you the one that invited this lady, Cynthia. You the one that kept yeah. all this shit going. You the one that gave a fuck about who said what and spy game and shit. You the one that invited this woman and had this conversation and then ran tell that, then ran back to me and told that. And then you telling everything else, and then you mad that I'm throwing you, quote unquote, throwing you under the bus. You keeping this shit going, Cynthia. You can't hide behind that innocent facade all this goddamn time. You stay in the mess. You befriend mean girls who can deflect when you keeping up shit in the shadows, and you got to stand up in that. And mm -hmm. you know what really pissed me off was when um, Cynthia and Eva were eating the cookies in front of Tanya. Like if I were yeah. Tanya, I would have. Oh my, I would have slapped those cookies out of their hand. Like, we, I would have flipped that table over because you're not about to sit there and disrespect me. Like, this lady just called me out my name, and then you're going to sit there and kiki key key with her. And then 
eat the cookies eat and cookies. oh yeah these cookies are real good like 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 i would not be speaking to any of them like there's just no, no way that i would be talking to you at right. all right. at all at well, all no seriously that y'all consider no, seriously. That y'all this lady is a total fucking liar and the fact that kenya stupid mush mouth ass sat there with cynthia's old frozen grapes in a wine glass, goofy ass, <laughs> and did not call that lady for her story changing, told me all I needed to know about them. Exactly. Because I would have been like, hey, hun, that's not what you said when we came to the cookie shop. Right. You told us that y'all exchanged numbers. He was trying to get you to come home with him and yada, yada, yada. It was not any of this talking about, well, it couldn't have been for clout because the cameras wasn't rolling when she told she didn't know they was. Yes, she did. The bitch is a scammer. She knows them cameras always rolling. Kenya does not care, though. Like, you know, you know how it's like when somebody just hates you so much, they don't care what the other person people are saying about you. Like, Kenya hates Tanya and is so jealous of Tanya. She doesn't yep. care that the, the cookie lady's story changed because she just felt, well, as long as Tanya's being embarrassed, that's all that matters. So that lady could have said, you know, me and Paul, you know, met up in Timbuktu and Kenya would not have corrected her. Like, hey, that's not what you told me. She just does not like Tanya, so she does not care. Right. She invited her because Cynthia didn't invite nobody but them four. And then Kenya bring up this lady who she knows has, you know, false information or alleged information that could hurt Tanya. She just she knew what she was doing. She was doing the villain like she always does. The only thing I have is that Cynthia, you was a villain too, because we wouldn't be here if not for you. Exactly. So exactly. You to, so you have to stand up in that shit, you know, especially if you consider Kenya your friend, you don't, you know, one of the few people that is close to Kenya, consider her a friend. Like, you can't be mad when she call you out because y'all did the same shit. Yeah. Exactly. And like Eva did not need to be there. Eva did not need to be there. She really did. Because she added yeah, nothing I don't, to I the scene. I didn't understand the purpose. She had enough to the, to the scene. Even the her confessionals, like, you know, the couple of jokes that she tried to crack wasn't that good. Like, she really just they didn't They weren't. She didn't need to be there. She didn't need to be there. Um, I will say, I'm always curious of what <laughs> what these people be saying, like, when they go to these places and, you know, they show up just to argue and carry on and shit. I wonder what these people be saying, like, these owner of these restaurants and stuff. I wonder what they be saying when they be like, these bitches just carrying on and yelling and stuff. We don't get no customers and shit. Don't nobody want They're to used to it. Well, you know, that's true. I mean, they're getting that check, so I mean... Yeah, they should, they're they getting that check and that publicity, so they're like, okay, girls, as long as you don't break anything, it's fine. Because <laughs> let me tell you something, I ain't even gonna say and hold you. Whenever they go to these places, especially in Atlanta, my fat ass be trying to figure out where they're going so yeah. I can go to my city. <laughs> no, me. <laughs> Listen. I, too, love a good brush. <laughs> Listen, y'all got some chicken fingers. <laughs> y'all got some biscuits, my nigga. Know me. <laughs> but anyway, speaking oh. of biscuits, speaking of biscuits, um, so Dennis and Portia go to this therapy session, and let me say this. Let me say this. I have never been more disgusted with a man on mm. the TV. I am with Dennis. Let me tell you something. He is ugly. He is crusty. He is lacking in emotional intelligence. He is lacking in intelligence in general. He is disgusting. 
he is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And if I ever happen to see him on the street, and y'all can quote <laughs> me on this, I take this to my grave. If I ever happen to see him on the street, I'm going to tell them that you a bitch ass nigga and you're ugly. Now he might have some people with him and I might get jumped, but that's okay. Because I'm a fighter and I ain't no punk bitch and I'm going to go down swinging. But let me tell you something, Dennis. I don't know what your last name is. It don't really matter. You are a bitch ass nigga. And you have the audacity to look like a fudge round on top of that. You need your whole ass because this therapy session disgusted me. Let me say this. I really liked Portia in this therapy session. I liked that she was, you know, willing and open enough to break down and really get to some of the root of what she was feeling. I mean, we know in real time she still stayed with the nigga. So, I mean, good to hell look, everybody. But I really mm-hmm. enjoyed seeing this scene while I was watching it. And then Dennis just fucked it all up being a typical ass nigga. Because Portia is saying some very in my opinion, some very insightful stuff. She's like, you know, it's hard to be intimate with somebody that has, you know, cheated on me. You know, we all good, you know, while we in the house and, you know, tending to PJ and doing our day to day. But when it's time to, you know, sleep in the same bed and when the lights come on, it's very different, which I have to say, and this is me being a piece of shit, but I'm like, Portia, you can stand to see this nigga when the lights is on, but it's when the lights is off when you have a problem because, I mean, the motherfucker looks like a shoe any other <laughs> goddamn time, but you can stand a nigga while the lights is on, so I was very confused about that, but that's just me being a piece of shit and being petty because Dennis is ugly as fuck and his spirit is ugly as fuck. But she was saying, you know, it's very hard, you know, to come back, you know, intimately from you know, somebody cheating on you. This is the first person that I've had, you know, openly and very publicly cheat on me in a serious relationship and things like that. And she was like, you know, it's very hard, you know, as a woman, because, you know, the pressure is on me to, you know, keep this man, keep a man, you know, shout out to Nisha Nash and all that kind of stuff. So I felt like Portia was hitting on some very poignant points. And then here go this nigga Dennis talking about, We've been, we been talking about me, me, me all this time, but Portia has to do the work, too. Motherfucker, did you cheat on her or was it the other way around? Because I know good and goddamn well, you're not saying she has to do the work on her. You know, she has to do the work, too. Nigga, you cheated on her, not the other way around. What the fuck are you talking about, Dennis? You goddamn fudge round built-ass nigga. <laughs> if it, niggas it, don't it, have it, nothing... I always... I don't like to say it couldn't be me. So I'm not gonna say it couldn't be me, but I would I would definitely have put my hands on him in that moment. Yes. 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 And yes. I, I would have been very toxic and I understand it and I get it. Um, but that wouldn't have stopped me from laying hands and feet on that motherfucker. Yes. I, I couldn't believe he says like, that. Like you have I, blamed, I was like, wow. My bad, bro. You have blamed what? her every therapy session we've seen on the show has been you trying to shirt responsibility, Dennis, and blamed Portia. Blamed Portia while she was going through postpartum depression, my nigga. You need your entire whole goddamn 385 fucking pounds ass beat, you bitch ass nigga. If hey, Dennis have- is like 5'7", 320. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's right. big. He definitely, That's a fat man. He definitely <laughs> built like a boulder. He definitely he is. built like hot like, dogs, he be hustling. Right, he built like Banjo Kazooie, and that's sad. That's very sad. <laughs> that's very sad. 
But I mean, that's what Portia chose. But still, you a bitch ass nigga. Like Portia being, you know, let me let me choose my words carefully. Portia being as emotionally distraught as she is does not absolve you from the fact that you are a piss poor excuse for a man, Dennis. Mm-hmm. You are absolute trash. You need your fucking face slapped. And how dare you? How dare you look like the Pillsbury Doughboy in blackface and have the audacity to not only cheat on somebody as fine as possible. Blame them. And blame them for cheating. I've been, I've been waiting for this, friend. Let, let, give me a moment. I've been waiting for this. The audacity <laughs> of you to be a badass bitch. Yes, I'm saying that. A badass bitch, Dennis. And have the audacity to not only cheat, but also know that your wife is going through postpartum depression. Blame her. Then in subsequent therapy session where y'all trying to do the work that you caused, you caused the problem because you decided <laughs> you couldn't, you could not keep your dick inside your pants. You caused the issue. And the fact that y'all are going to therapy to work on you, which you should be, the fact that you had the audacity to be like, well, I mean, I know I fucked up, but what about me? What about Portia? Portia didn't cheat on you. You cheated on Portia. You let hot dog built, bitch. You did that. <laughs> you caused the strife in y'all relationship and y'all marriage. You did that and you had the gall. You had the ugly nigga out to blame her. Listen, I don't really necessarily care for Porsche. I think she's a beautiful woman. She fine as fuck, but she also a bozo and a dumbass, so I don't really care mm-hmm. for her. But let me say this. Let me say this. The fact that you had the temerity to utter out your lips to blame Porsche and demand that she do the work when the work needs to be done on you and only you. The fact that she is gracious enough to give you a second chance when most women, two of them on this goddamn podcast with me included, would have said, fuck your ugly ass. You need your whole ass beat. Portia needs to get her male cousins to beat your motherfucking ass. And this is what we say when men, straight men in particular, are emotionally inept because the fact that you cannot even reconcile with the fact that you caused all this turmoil in your marriage and then the therapist, because the fact that the therapist said, Dennis, do you understand why she is feeling this way? Why you were in this predicament? Portia was spitting real shit and you come with this goddamn bitch made ass Nevada's future ass shit like I mean, what about her? Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> Little bitch. <laughs> Fuck Dennis. I'm sorry. Like, Dennis just literally <laughs> makes my blood boil, and I hate him, and I hate that Portia went back to him, but I can't judge that because that's not my place, not my, my relationship, not my business. But I just really wish Dennis would get his face slapped. And I'm here. I'm going to shut the fuck up because I've been going on for a minute, and I'm going to throw it to my friends if they have any thoughts. If not, I'll move on to the next time. She's pregnant again. Allegedly, the blogs are saying that she's pregnant with baby number two. Oh, mm. no. Yes. Oh, it's all on the blog. It's the first thing. Like, if you, if you go on Google and type in her name, you're going to see, like, Portia oh, no. Williams pregnant. Yeah. Oh, no. No, no, no. Wait, hold on. No. And they're showing Portia. pictures of her... Um, at Tanya's, was Tanya's birthday party or Mar- it was somebody's birthday party. And like they, you see like, there's like a little like bulge with like, you know, her stomach. 
So I'm like, oh my gosh, Portia, you fool. I know that you're not going to take this. Like, you're not going to have another kid Portia. with him. Oh, you no. see it, right? You look at the article, you see oh, it. Oh, no. I know. And it, she does look pregnant in the picture. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Mm. I'm upset, y'all. I am upset. Mm. Ugh. God, mm. that baby, cause PJ already looked like him. Which I mean, God bless PJ, but you damn sure look like your daddy. Like the like. Mm. I know. I'm like, so, but then again, are are we really surprised? Because remember how she said in an earlier episode, she said, "Well, I don't want to start over again, and I don't want to have you know ki- two kids with two different baby fathers." It's like, girl, but who gives a here, fuck? Exactly. Let me tell you something. I'll have three, four baby daddies before I stay with men who who gaslight me, cheat on me while I'm pregnant, don't support me, allow their mama not to support me when we're going through it. I'll never forget that because I just know in my in my life, whatever whatever I'm going through, whatever Mike and I feel. It don't and his it has never stopped his mama from being like, You okay? You need anything? Matter mm-hmm. of fact, his mama don't play. His mama be like, um, I ain't raised no man that don't treat women right. That's right. I know that's right. So that the fact hurt. that his own mama estranged herself from Portia when her son was the dirty dog, I knew all I needed to know about Dennis and his family in that moment. I yeah. was shocked. I was, they definitely, I was, I said, wow. They definitely a family that raised bitch ass niggas, and he the prime yes. example. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. But but for Portia to say that, that's kind of silly. It's like no offense, Portia, but you already did things, you know, in the not traditional way. You already had a kid out of wedlock, so you trying to be like, what's oh, the I'm, big idea? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, now and all this, of a sudden you're mistraditional. Like, exactly. Please. And the other part is, this ain't your first rodeo. This is not your first marriage. So what do it matter? Exactly. Exactly. I know Cordell <laughs> looking at this like I know you fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was trash, but I'm just <laughs> Oh, you are a no, terrible me. person. I mean, you are I a am. terrible person. I am, but love me through a friend. But yeah, I just I I found that very disgusting. And I mean, I already hated Dennis as is. I mean, the I don't know the nigga, then you know, the nigga ain't did nothing to me, but I just hate seeing I, first of all, I hate seeing him because he's ugly. Second of all, I hate that he is such a bitch-ass and terrible-ass nigga. I mean, granted, Portia is a bozo, but I don't feel like she deserves this. Um, no! I don't, I, don't, I don't feel any woman deserves to be treated on, cheated no. on period, let alone cheated on while pregnant. Let right. me just say that. There is right. there's no amount of disdain I could have for you that I would be like, oh, that's why, that's why he cheated on you. That's a very ugly type of attitude to have towards women to know well, just Kenya, how yes. yeah. <laughs> even well let me let me even say this. I don't even like Kenya. I I I laugh at the way Mark treats her now. Um, but that. I was I was excited for her to be able to finally have a baby in her 40s after years of so many fertility issues. Outside of that, yes, I do I I chuckle wholeheartedly that she is now married to somebody who treats her the way that she treats everybody else. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Absolutely. Speaking because, of which, um, yeah, we can talk about we can we can talk about King because it don't take long when she went to support him, and that motherfucker wouldn't let her get a word in edgewise. Let me tell you something. That producer <laughs> when they when they shady ass asked we do you would you feel better if if Mark treated you more like his wife than his homeboy? I laugh from a very 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 hearty place. I'm not even listen. <laughs> Because I thrive off negativity and miss. Because they, he don't even treat Mark don't even treat Kenya like a homeboy. He treat her no. like an acquaintance, like he only see every now and then and only tolerate a little bit. Like that's how he treat Kenya. Like she's just trying to get an edge wide. And the fact that she was actually kind of like not wrong in giving him like because she ended up saying the same thing that he said. But he just was like, I don't want to hear this. Like, why are you talking to me? I'm in the zone now. Leave me alone. Please go about your business. I'm tired of your presence. Dismiss. Like, <laughs> that shit had me cackling. That shit had me laughing from a very, very hearty place. Because it's like, Kenya, I mean, I ain't going to say you deserve it. but I'm She does deserve it. That's an yeah. evil woman. And I but, don't feel sorry for her. Go ahead, friend. <laughs> I, I set that up so you her. would. Go ahead, friend. The floor is yours. Go ahead. <laughs> Like, I just don't. She's one person where I, her and Giselle Bryant, I'm like, I don't care. The the worst can happen to them. I don't care. They're just so evil. You know I have to bring Miss Giselle in any any chance I can get to drag her, even though Potomac's not on yet. But you oh, know you I'm know when drag. Potomac comes back, we will have you on again. You know it. <laughs> you just wait, my love. You just wait. Oh. Oh, goodness. Um, Yeah, I mean... Go ahead. I don't have any more thoughts about that scene. I got pleasure just seeing her, you know, being cut off by Mark. You know, that man does not like her or love her in the least bit. Like, he... I have never seen somebody treat his wife like such an inconvenience than I have Mark and Kenya. Like, it is... It is amazing to watch, to be perfectly goddamn honest. Like, I just might... So, nigga, you not going to say nothing nice to her at all? You just going to be like, why are you here, like, all the time? Like, all the time, my nigga? Like, damn. He sure is. been carrying on for 84 got you've been carrying on since reagan was fucking president on this show all this time and now you finally getting your just desserts from the nigga that you claim is your husband that you got in order to stunt on everybody you just love to see the misery and negativity which you know is why i tune in <laughs> i mean i ain't even gonna sit here and hold y'all in that like i don't get a chuckle from kenya being miserable i mean i don't you know oh i get great I delight i get great joy <laughs> Same, friend. Same. 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 I just be like, I mean, hey, you know, sometimes. Look, I be like that Jiffa Mimi just sitting there eating her burrito just like, I mean, hey, you know. Sometimes motherfuckers <laughs> have to be miserable. You know what I mean? It is what it is. You know, good, good, good the hell look, everybody. Um, also, I got to say, <laughs> I have to say, 
the charity that Mark was trying to fund or host or whatever, the <clears throat> Black <laughs> Black Man Lab. <laughs> so am I the only one when he said that or when Kenya said that's what it was? I was like, so are they going to be breathing hoteps there? Because <laughs> nothing about that sounds like they're going to produce active, you know, non-problematic, good to society as black men. That's this definitely sounds like they're gonna produce men that be like that goddamn Jeff of Umar Johnson when they bad bitch about <laughs> I'm just saying like no, nothing about this seems like they're gonna produce black men that are, you know, actually good to society. It seems like it's gonna be, you know, more the same, you know, average trash black men, especially considering the black man that's hosting the shit. Like, I mean, look how he treat King. I mean <laughs> I mean, I ain't saying Kenya don't deserve it, but also, like, God damn, nigga, you can't fake the funk at all? <laughs> no, he can't fake it at all. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. But anyway, um, speaking of somebody don't give a fuck, we transitioned to um, Cynthia visiting Mike out in L.A. Um, Cynthia visiting Mike out in L.A. Cynthia fills him in on, on on all the drama between the ladies. And let me tell you something. Mike Mike didn't give a single solitary fuck about any of that shit. <laughs> like that dramatization they did of Cynthia just talking and talking and Mike just zoning out like he on whatever future be on. That shit had me rolling because Mike don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Mike is just like, look, are you good? Were you the one that were causing the shit? Okay, <laughs> okay you wasn't? Okay, good. Which, I mean, I feel them because sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't necessarily know what what your boo is going through or the type of mess her her friends be on. And you don't, <laughs> you don't really care, but you also want to make sure she good. So you just be like, okay, let me listen and see was my was she involved in it? Okay, now good. Okay, let me just play along till I figure it out. Sometimes you got to do that. Because sometimes you don't care about the mother, the mother women. You just care about is your girl straight? Okay, you straight? Okay, good. <laughs> Sometimes it be like that. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes it be like that. Um, So they transition to that scene. Then they transition back to Atlanta and back to Candy and Tony. <laughs> they transition back to Candy and Todd. And Candy telling Todd about how Mama Joyce is rearing her ugly head again, saying that she don't <laughs> trust. <laughs> if something happens to Candy, she don't trust that Todd will take care or be able to take care of Kayla and, they, and, and Ace and all of the other children. She is, you know, basically rearing her ugly head, saying that Todd is an opportunist again, which maybe not necessarily untrue but also spider-man pointing at spider-man mama joyce like like this has been the thing with todd and mama joyce for a while now where it's like y'all the same type of nigga mm -hmm. <laughs> they are they are it's like and and i say that as somebody who has felt like people give todd too much of a bad rap but at least in recent years i've been saying okay you have been wilding like I feel like Mama Joyce only barks at Todd because Todd and Candy pockets, but at the same time, Todd only barks in Candy's pockets because Mama Joyce stay in them. So it's like both of you niggas need therapy. Both of y'all need to leave Candy alone. And 
I'm not saying I blame Candy, but I feel like she should put her foot down with both of them because she kind of played both sides with them and has been for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like, both of you niggas wild, and both of you niggas depend on me. Now, I'm not saying Todd don't have his own money, but it's nowhere near as much as Candy do. So I feel like both of you niggas should chill the fuck out and stop stressing me and leave me the fuck alone and work out y'all issues individually and just get together because we are family and both of you niggas chose this shit. You didn't, you don't have no choice. At least for the sake of me, get y'all shit together and stop bickering over this bullshit. And let me continue to get my money told you do your, you know, whatever the fuck you do, you know, you know, you little side hustle and shit. And let's be a big old happy family because we literally have no choice. Yeah, I agree. Let me tell you something. It ain't nothing worse than seeing two broke motherfuckers argue over money that ain't theirs. Very true. Because that's all Todd and Mama Joyce do. Argue over Candace money and who's spending Candace money. Nigga, is it y'all's money? Like, well, I guess you... they feel oh, it is. No, I mean, I guess they feel like it is. You know, he feels that's his wife. She feels like this is my daughter. So I guess when you, you know, looking at it from a technical point, you could, they, they kind of feel a little bit entitled to it, you know? I mean, mm. I think the whole situation is a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that she has an issue with checking Mama Joyce. I don't believe that just because somebody is my elder or because it's my parent that they can just talk crazy to me. I, I've never subscribed to that way of thinking, you know? Mm. I think that Mama Joyce is just so mean and nasty, and it really pisses me off how Candy's like, that's my mom. I can't. I can't talk to my mom, you know, I can't raise my voice with my mom. There's a way to check your parent and say, hey, you know what, you're out of line. I'm an adult. Don't talk to me like that. Don't, you know what I'm saying? If you're not going to respect right. my spouse, then you've got to go. We're just not going to talk. Like, you know, I, right. I don't, I've never subscribed to just because somebody is older than you or they're your elder or your parent that they have the right to talk to you crazy. Right. They don't. Oh, oh, we, you're going to respect me. Oh, we know Maya Brookalo. <laughs> we know. Oh, don't bring that up again. Oh, my God. Oh, Candace, tell Jeremy not to bring that up again. You know, Jeremy, he said he was going to do his best to be as trash as possible, and he's succeeding. He is. You, oh, Lord, don't bring that up again. Oh, they were so upset with me on Twitter. Hey, hey, Brooke had all the goddamn praying grandmothers mad like me. Like, girl, I want to know you better respect me. <laughs> Jerry, please don't bring this up. Not now, hey, not tonight. Hey, that shit was funny because the fact that, girl, my Angelou did. What the fuck is y'all doing? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Please hey, don't real, bring that up. Hey, get back on track, though. Brooke, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but for real, though, Mama Joyce do strike you as, like, the Maya Angelou. Like, you don't have the license to talk to me in such ways. Like, girl, we both adults. You are being exactly. mad disrespectful to both me and my spouse. Now, granted, you, you do have some points about my spouse, but it's like you the same type of nigga, so it's like it's only so much I can take, but exactly you know we are both adults he is an adult you don't have to talk to my spouse like that if you have some questions or concerns we can all talk about it 
as grown adults who, you know, all, we all have titties, you know, some bigger than others, but we all have titties. We all have grown titties. We can all sit down and have this conversation, but the fact that you is doing all this shady shit, and also Candy, the fact that you running and telling that, like, I, I know. You know, it's a good thing that Candy is trying to get into acting because she already got a good role of it that is acting as, like, she not as messy as she is. Well, why does she have to go into acting? You have 50 million businesses. You have a boatload of money. You have two newborn babies now. You need to sit your ass at home and take care of the babies. Riley even admit last season that you don't see Ace. So, like, I don't understand why you want to do acting. Acting's going to take you away from your family even more. Well, you I film mean, for this show. I just don't understand her logic. It's crazy. Well, I mean, she already taken care of Todd, so I mean, that's probably why. You she's, know what? She's taking care of Todd, taking care of her mom. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? And that's another thing with Mama Joyce. You can't boss up on me. I'm paying your bills, sis. Mm. It's kind of the reverse. Like, mm. you can't, you're not talking to me crazy if I'm paying for all your bills. Like, you can talk about, <laughs> like, you can talk about Todd all you want, but I'll tell you what, at least, I mean, it's not much. Don't get me wrong. It's not much, but at least Todd has, has his own money. Mama Joyce, I'm taking care of you. Like, I'm taking care exactly. of all of you. So it's like, you may have a point about my husband being, like, kind of shady and, like, calling all of everybody else money, paperwork, quote, unquote. But, girl, I'm paying for everything that you're doing like literally everything i'm paying for you so you might want to check yourself in check, trying to check my husband that's all i'm saying yeah like like i'm not saying you can't critique <laughs> nothing about todd but girl you got to look in the mirror yes like it would be one yeah, thing exactly. if this is coming from somebody other than other than mama joyce but the fact that this mama joyce is like Oh, 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 okay, girl. Okay. But I mean, I don't think Candy should have married Todd. I, I just, I have a personal thing with like, I just don't, it doesn't work out when it's a rich woman and it's a man who doesn't have as much. I kind of think that in a marriage, this is just me. Call me traditional. You can say what you want, but I personally feel like it does not work out when it's reversed. And if it's reversed by a lot, it's not like Candy has 50 million and he has 40. Then I would say, oh, okay, like, okay, they're both millionaires. He's doing well. She's worth 50 million. And if you look on his, if you Google his net worth, his net worth is like 600,000. Like, that's a, I mean, 600,000 to, you know, a regular person, that's a, that's a good amount of money. But 600,000 to a woman who has 50 million, I just, I, I'm sorry. It's, I just, I think that's too big of a gap. We've seen it with Mary J. Blige, Jill Scott, Sherry Shepard, when the woman is like making millions and the man is making very little, it does not work out. And I think that she should have just maybe like stayed dating him. I don't think that they needed to get married. Well, I think I, that, that's why we bring you on the show, bro. I think it's, I agree with you. I think it's because of, I mean, honestly, it goes back to men's fault. Um, because it's very traditional, but that's also men's fault because it's like traditionally men have built this society where like we are the breadwinners and we have to yes. bring in the bread and stuff like that. Yes. So it's like because I mean, listen, let me tell you something. If I was making what Todd was making, I would be good. <laughs> let me tell you something. Well, everybody's not like you. You know what I'm right. saying? Like right. But 
but you know, to your point, like because of the society that men have built, if you are making less than your woman and you are in a marriage, even if you are pulling your weight, which I, I don't think necessarily Todd is pulling his weight and stuff. Like I, I, I think that he is trying, but he don't have the business acumen that Candy has. So yeah. it don't, so none of his shit ever work out. That nigga a bum, and he should have <laughs> stayed behind the goddamn camera, being whatever he was to Bravo, um, because he got a little bit of that uh, Barres, uh box and started acting like he was uh, Steve fucking Jobs. Like hey, I wish no. Todd would sit down some fucking wear. The fact, I'm the, sorry, I didn't mean to just cut in. No, uh, Mike sorry. called no, to check dying. on me. <laughs> Mike called person. to check on me. And you know, what got me you know, he's pretty concerned at the moment. Whole time. <clears throat> but I was on mute. <laughs> and, <laughs> but it's like, what are you doing? Why are you? You're like everybody has a role in life. Everybody cannot be some huge entrepreneur. Yeah. Like you, you accidentally struck gold with old lady gang. Well, old lady shoot shootout now. Should I say? Yeah. <laughs> old lady sugar tank. <laughs> Old lady bullets, and mm. I just oh. am like, what? Old lady gang gang. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think what what pisses me off the most about Todd is that, like I say, he doesn't have. Like it would be one thing if, well, let me speak for myself. It would be one thing if, like, he didn't make as much money as Candy, but he would do, like everything else right you know what i'm saying like emotional intelligence supportive partner mm -hmm. doing his own shit without the help of her money not counting her money which i think is the biggest issue and like mm -hmm. he did everything else right i feel like in my opinion it wouldn't be as bad but the fact that he count everybody like the fact that he count everybody money that's not his paperwork and just penny pinches every damn thing and just micromanages every if anything including candy it just makes it look even worse it's like Todd, why the fuck are you here but we have to put some of the blame on candy though because yeah, what is that she's allowing candy? it she's allowing this and then yeah. remember what she said in an earlier episode to kenya when kenya was like do you and todd fight like is this normal for couples to be fighting and then candy was like oh yeah you know we fight but we mostly fight about money and i have to let mm. him know that i make the money and i was like that Thanks. is alarming that that's is very flag. alarming that's a big red flag that's a huge red flag i was like you know candy that's dead ass wrong and I'm like, he must feel like emasculated, like for you to say that. Like I, I just, I don't see her and Todd's marriage lasting because I just, it doesn't, it usually does not work when the woman is so powerful and has all the money and she, and she's famous on top of that. And like he's like in the, he's in the background. He's in the, you know, he's not even the breadwinner. He's, you know, not he, he's like he's Candy's husband. And that rates on men. And then for Candy to throw her weight around and put that in his face, I know he's not that happy in that marriage. Yeah, yeah especially for a man that seems like talk. Cause let me tell you something. Let me be honest. I'm gonna be completely goddamn honest with you. If I was taught and I made money, but not as much money as my wife, I'm gonna speak for myself. Mm -hmm. And listen, some of my all listeners might judge me. That's fine. You know, good to hear. Look, everybody. I wouldn't give a fuck. I would do everything in my power. <laughs> to make sure that my woman was good any other kind of way, including my even own money, even though I don't make as much as her, I would make sure 
that she was good as best I can. I wouldn't give a fuck what the fuck anybody got to say. But you can honestly say that, Jeremy. No, honestly, I'm serious. Like, let's say that you are making like seven hundred thousand, and your wife is making ten million, and like she's throwing it in your face that she makes millions, and you're only making like six figures. You could honestly say that wouldn't piss you like you know if you know what I'm saying. Like that wouldn't piss you off. Like you wouldn't be like, oh, like oh, I'm I'll just go somewhere else then. Like you wouldn't be pissed. Oh well, good point. <laughs> Really? Like, Good no, I'm not, and I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm like, if a woman was telling you that, like, literally, you're telling me that you would be okay with that? You would, you'd be pissed. Like, well, well yeah, I make money well, too. I, like, you know? Yeah. I, okay. Fair point, Brooke. I would, I would be, <laughs> I would be, I ain't gonna sit here and hold you. Like, as, you know, as much as I like to, you know, say that I'm, you know, you know, woke, you know, quote unquote, or advanced or stuff. Like, if she's throwing it in my face, I would feel away, but like if we good, I, like if we, oh, go ahead, I, Candy. Candy, I think that's my biggest dislike about Candy is that she's passive aggressive. Yeah, and it's like, oh, here I'm gonna give you the money, Todd, but then I'm gonna bring up the fact that it's my money, Todd. I would yes. rather you not do that's something fair. for me than to do something and feel like you can control what I do with what you gave me. If you know that Todd doesn't see anything through, stop giving Todd money. But yeah. you're giving him money so that you can have leverage over him. And know that, yes. the, know that nothing that he does ever comes to fruition. Like and and I, I don't even know that that's 100% true because as much as Candy is tied to old lady gang, as we saw when they were getting it together, it was Todd doing all the stumping around there. But I just feel like Todd bites off more than he can chew. Yeah, because you can't yeah. if you're going to my thing is this he did a really good job getting old lady gang open um so focus yeah. on creating a franchise you want to yeah. do old lady gang you want to have all these other different businesses that don't relate to the restaurant business it takes a lot to be able to run all of that agreed mm -hmm. your own your wife has several assistants to help with the multitude of businesses that she has and she has you as well Agreed. Candy's not a one-woman show. Her yeah. name may be on everything, but when it comes to actually running things in the operations, Candy has a team of people behind her. Right. And the team is just as important as the person. I mean, the person get all the notoriety, but you need a team to run all that because no one person can do that. And I and the other I thing I feel Candy is kind of a snake behind is she knows what it is to have a su successful businesses. And instead of trying to help not even help but instead of telling todd like hey that's not gonna work or this not gonna work you like well i'm gonna just give it to him and let him fall flat on his ass and then i'm gonna tell him that it's my money so stop playing with my money like cause stop being weird if you feel She's like so todd weird, is, she is very weird with how, her interactions with todd and yeah. she hates to admit it like even Remember in the when the blogs talked about how they were beefing really hard because she she bought Riley a Porsche for her birthday or yeah. whatever and yes, everybody's yes. like, Well, that's her money. She don't have to talk to Todd. That's the thing. Even in a marriage, you have to talk. Even yes, if ultimately do. she decided to still get Riley the Porsche, as a as a married couple, that should have been a conversation. Mm -hmm. Like him finding out the same day that Riley got the Porsche that she got it. That's not how you that's not how you do business with your partner. 
She so, operates like a single woman. Yeah, she mm. operates like a. She definitely does, Brooke. You hit the nail right on the head. She operates like a single woman, but then gets offended when her mom or anybody else digs at Todd. Well, you don't yes. much act like you are married and that you fully respect Todd as the man in the house. Why would anybody else? Yeah. Exactly. She, she plays both sides a lot. You act like that should. You act like you babysitting Todd, and but then you get mad when your mom basically says it and says it very nastily. Then it's oh, what's your problem with Todd? And that's my husband. Well, if that's your husband, act like it. Yeah, you can put your foot down with Mama Joyce, and you you have had plenty of opportunities to do so, and you chose not to. You chose you choose to play both sides, can not even, you know, with with the rest of the girls, but also in your own marriage and relationship with your mama. And it shows and it's very disheartening. Because yeah, as a bit because as much as a businesswoman as you was, you should you should be listen, you are worth like bro say you are worth 50 million. You should be like, look, look here, let me tell you something. Mama, Todd I'm worth 50 goddamn million. I ain't got time for this shit. You motherfuckers better figure this shit out. And for and as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to therapy. I'm going to learn how to deal with this shit. Look, I can afford it. Y'all figure this shit out. Because y'all not finna play in my goddamn face and worry me to have the goddamn death over this bullshit. She doesn't want to, though. Like, she just feels, hey, like, I have the money, so it, I don't yeah. care. Like, that's how she operates. Like, mm. people yeah. think that she's so nice, and I don't see it like i never <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like I, 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 uh, yeah i've never been, me and jeremy used her. to butt heads because i'd be like i just i don't care that they drag candy i don't care for her and i just just because i'm one of those people that i will pick a position and that's the one thing that i really loathe about candy she does not pick a position she loves to play both sides against the middle She's done it. She with Nene. Like when Nene came to and talked to her about Cynthia, first thing she did was run back to Cynthia and tell her, oh, Nene says she got a recording of you dragging her. What was the point in that? You and Nene yep. have been trying to build and sustain a friendship for years. The least you could have did is just shut the hell up. And then when but you get called messy, you cry about it. She sure does. I she gets messy. to crying. Who messy? I ain't messy. Girl, shut up. Yeah, just, just, I really don't like yeah, her. I, I really I'm don't a, like I'm her. I'm gonna be transparent and, and and be honest with my friends. I ain't gonna lie. I had a soft spot for Candy just because of the shit she went through with Phaedra and uh Portia. But I can call a spade a spade when she being on some trash. She been on some trash. Uh, with that whole situation with like Portia and Phaedra saying that about her, we all knew that Candy wasn't a rapist. So it's like, okay, Candy, I think that you're kind of, you're just stretching this out because you want Phaedra and Portia to get fired. Like, she, she really tried to play it up. Like, oh, so and, and it gave her a storyline because she kind of dried, dried up after her and Ty got married. They were, it did. Un, they were not interesting. And and even a, a big part of her storyline with Todd and getting married to Todd was the drama with her mom. It wasn't it necessarily sure was. that her and Todd was interesting. It was that her mom does not can't stand the ground that Todd walks on. And you know what? I'm glad to see that Todd finally admits he feels the same way about Mama Joyce. Yeah, because he was playing nice for a good <laughs> little minute when it's like, nigga, we all know you can't stand her motherfucking ass. Listen. And vice versa. Which again, y'all two niggas are the same coin, so it makes goddamn sense. You know, now, you know <laughs> Go ahead. You know, 
You know what was funny to me? Cynthia is an insecure bozo. I was going though. We're going to Cynthia. We're going to Let me bring it in. Let me bring it in. I'm going to y'all. Let me bring it in. Because <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Especially because I've been seeing the tweets, especially for Brooke. Um, to close the episode, they choose to go back to Mike's apartment where he invites, you know, he's having to get together. He invites all his friends, which are majority women. Keep that in mind. Wow. Uh, <laughs> which are majority women. And they have a talk about his past and, you know, what, uh, how he used to treat women and stuff. Why his daughter is there, by the way. Right in the goddamn middle of them, these grown ass motherfuckers talking about all types of shit. His daughter don't need no goddamn business hearing. Um, yes, and Cynthia starts to feel away because his friends, which again are primarily women, keep that in mind, start to bring up that he done had a whole bunch of women before Cynthia. He used to treat women like dogs. He got a whole bunch of female friends who are also beautiful female friends. And Cynthia just now starts to feel the type of way about this man that she hopped up to, to get engaged with that she don't really know and stuff. And let me say this. <laughs> I ain't going to sit here and hold my too, too much. And this is just me. Again, I'm just speaking for myself. But let me tell you something. And Candace can attest to this. I ain't got that many male friends because niggas is trash. <laughs> and at my big ass <laughs> goddamn age, I ain't got time to be trying to make friends with a nigga. And then he fuck around and say something extremely misogynistic, homophobic. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I was trying to connect with your motherfucking ass and here you go being a goddamn idiot. So I can relate to not having that many male friends. Most of my friends are women friends. How the fuck ever? How the fuck ever? I ain't never had that many goddamn secrets and shit that I ain't never told somebody that I swore up and down I was in love with and made my goddamn fiance. And I and I don't have more secrets than a goddamn Zane novel and shit. Mike, what the fuck <laughs> is you doing, sir? Like you got a whole goddamn Medea plot of secrets up here and shit. And Cynthia's so goddamn stupid. She ain't, she ain't feel fit to ask the hard hidden questions and shit. <laughs> now she up here feeling so kind of goddamn way and shit. Like, girl, you should have asked this. You should have put that nigga through a goddamn Jeopardy goddamn quiz and shit. <laughs> and made sure you was comfortable in yourself before you got to this point. Now you up here feeling intimidated by his women friends and shit and feeling some damn way because he got a lot of women friends and shit. Cynthia, girl. So you insecure on your friendships and your relationships. Okay, cool. All right. All right, Cynthia. Mm, yeah. Well, I, I I don't necessarily see that as the issue because when your friend your friendship ratio, it's just like with women. If I meet a woman and she be like, oh, that's why I don't have that many women friends because women be blah, blah, blah. It's a red flag for me. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> the fact that you have alienated yourself um, because the the men friends you used to have were so trash because you was trash and now you're not with them, it just kind of makes me question what type of person you are. But when Cynthia kept bringing up their looks, I was like, you being really insecure. That was the part I was talking about. Yeah, you're right. It, like, yeah. you keep bringing up, like, why you got so many pretty women friends? Like, should yeah. he only have ugly women friends? Right, like, all of his women friends got to be a foot just to make you feel good? That's why I was like, Cynthia, you lost me. Yeah. 
But I I agree with you. Like the ratio is because I looked in that room. I'm like, I see two niggas in here and like 10 rest of women. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I felt her on that. But once she started talking, like, and not only that, but that was the first thing that she said. Like, not the fact that he got a lot of women friends, but like all of your women friends is gorgeous. I'm like, well, Cynthia, what do they look got to do with? Like, ain't you a whole ass model and you, mm. so that's why I was confused and why she was focusing so much on their looks and stuff. I feel like Cynthia did not properly vet Mike Hill. I think that she's too enamored. Yeah, I, I really feel like she's just so blinded by his money because he is worth a lot of money. And I feel like since she got out of that situation with Peter, where she was the breadwinner and Peter was, you know, having chronic money issues. I think that she's just so focused on securing the bag. And I feel like one of those questions that she should have asked him was like, you know, when she found out that he had all those female friends, she should have been like, Hey, have you ever slept with any of them <laughs> since you, like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like she should have asked him like just a lot of questions, um, you know, then finding out that he's been a cheater and he cheated on both of his ex-wives. I'm just like, you kind of dropped me. the ball. Yeah. Like she, like she dropped the ball because like she really should have asked him like, Hey, like, so what, what happened? Like, why did your last two marriages fail? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just feel like Cynthia is just really like her head is in the class. Well, no, her head is in the sand purposely because she's just focused on getting her wedding special from Bravo, getting a free lavish wedding for free. You know what I'm saying? And like going off into the sunset because she's finally found a rich man. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I just, I don't know, man, Mike Hill, there's just something kind of like, there's something like just really sneaky about him. And then like this episode, and then when he said that in front of his daughter about how he, how he was never in love with, you know, right. her mom, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So I'm like, so y'all don't notice that his daughter is like right there and y'all but, talking but about this? I will say, and like, okay, so like, here's my thing with that. Sometimes, you know how you get so carried away in the conversation, you just forget. She was sitting there so silent, like a like a rock, that he they probably forgot, you know what I'm saying, that she was even there. Yeah. So, like, it just got carried away. So, like, I mean, I won't fault them for that because, some, you know, they were drinking. drinking. And shit too. Yeah, like, you know how it is. When you start drinking, like, your mouth just start moving and the words just flow out. <laughs> yeah. That's but she shouldn't have been there anyway, though. She shouldn't have been there. She should have right. been in her room. She should have been with friends. She should have been out at the mall or something. She had no business being there. So it's I'm like, like, so she don't know. have no homework to do. She ain't got no friend. Like you say, bro, she ain't got no friends. She could be at the mall. Like she just had to be there when Mike bringing his grown ass adults friend over here, knowing that they're gonna be drinking and carrying on and stuff. Like there was nothing his daughter could do other than just be right there and they bring it up out and talk about all this shit that is clearly very traumatizing to her she went in her room and broke down and crying and shit which Ooh. i saw somebody on the timeline saying this and i agree she definitely needs therapy so like she couldn't that there was no way she could not have been in this scene like i i don't know i feel like everybody dropped the ball on that they did and like the, he has a big house so she would have been in the basement like you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, if you're gonna stay home while they're having the party, you know, be in your room or like it. It just wasn't. It yeah. just was. It was kind of her fault too, because it was like, well, why do you want to be with these grown people? Like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like nobody else brought their kids. Like, so what were you doing here in the mix? But yeah. then again, though, you know how like when you were 18, 19, you wanted to be grown and you wanted to be in the mix and you're, you know, you feel like, okay, I'm fine. I can finally sit with the grown folks. So maybe, you know, she was like, you know, I can finally be with the grown folks. And he was like, oh, okay. Cause she's in college now. She's 18. So Mike yeah. was probably just like, oh, okay. Like, well, fine. You want to be grown and let's be grown. But she didn't like what she heard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like if you, you play around and you play around. And go asking for, you go looking for stuff that you don't want to hear. It's you go true. Looking for stuff, you're gonna find some stuff you don't want to hear. It's, it's very true. Mm-hmm. And that was her daughter. Like I'm not like I'm not dismissing her hurt because honestly, it sounded like her daddy was a piece of whole ass shit in his younger days. But I also, know. like, girl, like, listen, let me tell you something. If I listen. As soon as they started talking about my daddy's past, I'm like, you know what? I'm good, love, enjoy. Okay, I'm gonna go to my room. I'm gonna text my friends, see if they want to do something. I'm not gonna be right here. But, but no, would you have? Would would you really have though? Because you know, sometimes when like your parents are spilling tea, especially of their past, you just say, oh, like let me pull up a chick. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't think she thought I was gonna go so left like that. I I, I don't know what do you. Do y'all think if your parents would have been spilling tea, like, would you have been like, okay, I'm going to leave? Or would you have stayed and, like, been like, oh, let me hear this? Speaking for myself, I would have, like, if I'm going to have my parents spill tea like that, I would much rather have that on a one-on-one instead of in front of company. Mm, Okay. Like, if you're going to tell it, I mean, Mm -hmm. because I'm being honest, I'm, you know, I'm nosy. I, I, I love to hear shit. I would, if that's my parent and we talking about, you know, they pass and especially if it's something where they like trying to like say like, hey, I was this way. I had to take my lumps and I, you know, not making excuses, but I did, you know, I did a lot of hurt and stuff, but I've grown from it. Don't be like me. I would much rather have that conversation one-on-one instead of in, you know, mixed company and shit. Because in mixed mm-hmm. company and shit, it's kind of going all over the place like we saw in this episode. <laughs> like, one one of his friends saying something else, the other friend saying something like, bitch, is this clue? Like, what the fuck am I supposed to take with this information? Because they were talking about sex before, remember? Because they were like, oh, yeah, well, Cynthia need to be doing that to you. And they were all Listen, laughing. talking about on my knees and shit. That's how I got the yes, yes. Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> is this goddamn real... Is this real sex but, on HBO and shit? What the fuck is you talking about? But when you're when I've when your parents have started talking like that, though, it's funny because you're just like, oh, okay, like I don't know. I'm just trying to I'm trying to see it from both sides, right? Because I'm trying to think like, would I have gotten up? Because with me, like you said, I love tea. I love a good salacious story. Like I used to, you know, I love when my mom and dad talk about their stuff or my grandma. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, would I have left? Because she probably was thinking. It's, of course, the conversation is not going to go to that. And she probably had no idea that her dad didn't love her mom. So yeah. right. I don't know. I'm just trying to think. If you heard, like, you know, talking about on your knees, you know what I'm saying? Like, would you really leave? Would you be like, oh, snap. Like, okay. Well, I get it. Like, it been I don't know. It is I conflicting. That. I say that. Yes. Conflicting. You know, but... um. I do definitely feel like her that that uh, Kayla, I believe, is her name. She fit. She needs therapy. I also think Mike needs therapy. To be honest, yes, uh, he does. 
he definitely needs therapy, which is again like Cynthia, you should have did your goddamn research and shit. But to be, but, but honestly, I can't even hold Cynthia too too much because girl, hell, Cynthia needs that. Cynthia needs work her goddamn self. We being completely. She does. Honest. She does. So I can't even hold Mike too too much because it's like y'all two pieces. Both of y'all need therapy. Y'all need a groups. Y'all need a, a two on two session, and y'all also need a well. I can't do the math real quick. Y'all need a group session, including Kaylee. Y'all need to work out through all your issues. Hell, bring in the well because hell, ain't the well out there in the whole ass LA with a nigga way older than her. You need to bring your ass and goddamn therapy too. All y- listen, all y'all need to therapists listen. Y'all need to get a group talk space or something because all y'all need some work, all y'all need some healing, and you need to get it the fuck together. Wait, I have a question. Is the you know he has two daughters? Is the mm-hmm. other daughter by the other wife, or is it like he only had kids with one of the wives, and I then one the of the other, wives he didn't have kids? I have I I will Google it just to make complete sure, but I'm almost guaranteed that the other child is uh, through the other wife. Oh, oh my God! So now the sister's gonna tell the other sister, yeah, that's like, why, "Hey, uh, like, oh that's, God." That's why uh, <laughs> Cynthia in the uh, episode brought up like blended families and shit because every child is from every goddamn way and shit. Jesus! And now yeah. the other daughter gotta find out, like, oh, you know, he didn't love my mom either. Like, oh my God! It's a whole ass mess. Which again, I I I take some umbrage with Mike because it's like, sir, you this is something that should have took, been taken care of. I'm not saying y'all gonna completely work through all y'all issues, but you could have at least made an attempt before you got with Cynthia. Some stuff doesn't need to be revealed. Some stuff is like, you just keep that to yourself. But he shouldn't have told anybody that he wasn't in love with either of those women. Fair enough. You Like, right? Am I, am I, am I wrong? Like, no, I don't know. Like, would you ever... Would, right. No, you don't know. Right? Yeah. That's not a conversation that should have been had while she was even in the house. No. To be honest. Yeah. That's why I say, like, Mike got to take some accountability. Well, not even some, but a lot of accountability. Like, the fact that you allow this conversation and all this baggage and stuff that you, you all have clearly not worked out, you allowed this to go on while your daughter was present, like sitting like right there, literally in front of you. And then being surprised and upset when she is clearly breaking down and not in a great space when she went to her room and started breaking down and crying. He didn't even comfort her well. He like was kissing Cynthia in the hallway and then he just comes and is like, hey, is everything okay? And they'll say good talk. (laughs) Yeah, Cynthia was comforting her more than than he did. She was. <laughs> like Mike, you you need to get it the fuck together so you can't rest on the laurels of you being light skinned all your goddamn life. <laughs> I'ma need you to get it the fuck together. Magic Mike, you you looking like some goddamn bit some bullshit right now. I don't know what the fuck magic you got. I hope that they get into that at the reunion. Like I really hope Andy asks her, like, hey, like, did he get that resolve with his daughter? Like, I just really hope that they really talk about that because I was just in shock I was like damn it's like damn you know could you imagine it's like wow like so you weren't in love with my mom at all like damn like so what was I a mistake yeah like who wants to feel like even if your parents aren't together anymore it's like damn like you at least want to believe that they were in love at one time Mm -hmm. oh gosh but that was it for Real Housewives of Atlanta um and this is that's been it for this episode um 
We've been going on quite a bit. We've been carrying on, but we hope you enjoy. First of first of motherfucking all, thank you so much to Brooke for for joining us. Um, oh, yes. thank you for having me. Thank you. This was a pleasure. Like I had the best time. <laughs> listen, listen. I know you enjoy laughing at all trash asses, but we were gonna do that anyway because that's just how we. Do. <laughs> yeah, we we thank you for coming. Make sure you go check out Brooke's YouTube channel, Brooke Ashley. You can find a link in the show notes. Um, follow yeah. her on Twitter at the Brooke Ash. And be prepared, Brooke will be coming back because I think Potomac <laughs> is up next on the docket. It you sure is. Damn right. It uh, sure is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so <laughs> this is gonna be listen. Potomac is the only Real Housewives franchise um, that has really been giving it to us yes. for the last mm-hmm. several seasons, and yeah. it. It doesn't look like it's going to be a shortage of mess this season coming up. So they fight every uh, goddamn episode. They are fighting. Well, they are fighting, and they are constantly <laughs> added on Twitter. And as you know, I'm team Monique Samuels. So, yes. Same. So, um, I'm ready to see the girls be scared for their life because Monique got hands and feet for whoever wants them. Can, hold on, she wait, sure wait, friend, 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 friend. Can we just address the fact that Candace went full goddamn white woman? Yes, she did. Punk ass. <laughs> like, I ain't never seen... Like, how you got all this... Well, I didn't even want to say smoke because your mama hit you in the goddamn head with a purse. Like, how you got all this goddamn smoke for your mama, but you mad at Monique for holding you accountable as a motherfucking friend? Girl, I know you fucking lying. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. We will... We are... Listen, we are salivating at the fact that Potomac is coming back soon. We will have Brooke on again very soon because if nothing else, if <laughs> if nothing else, Brooke knows how to drag Giselle. I and sure you know, do. And we here for it because fuck Giselle. As fuck a staff, her. As a staff record label and as a motherfucking crew, fuck Giselle. And that goddamn PT Cruiser. Yep. And that damn PT Cruiser. You know what? Let's yep. let's end this show right now before we're going on the goddamn tangent. <laughs> yeah, we gonna save it for when the season start. Yes, Curtis, you will never be forgotten. You will Ever. always never. be the Beyonce of Ratchet Ramblings. You are extremely missed, and I have no idea how. I will keep the network going because I'm not you, um, but I'm going to try. And I hope you're proud and we love you. And this has been Ratchet Ramblings and we will see you next week. Peace, niggas. Go follow Brooke on YouTube. Yes. (laughs) Bye, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank y'all so much. And rest in peace, Curtis, a true gem. I hope we made you proud. Yes.